You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Uh, tough Monday for, for Eddie and myself. Tough Monday for Australians everywhere, if you sport manly. Um, Edward, how are you today? I'm okay. Yesterday was tough, obviously. Um, it, well, it, it is a sad day for the nation, I think, Tom. Um, mm. I think whether you want to admit it or not, most Australians have a soft spot for the Manly Seagull. I think that it's almost everyone's at least second team. Yep. And I think there's a... Look, I'm not going to rule out... I'm not going to say that it's a day of mourning, but it's a sad day. It's a sad day. Flags are at half-mast. They are. That was a nice touch from the Prime Minister. Look, we don't align politically across the broad spectrum, Eddie, with, with Scott Morrison, you know, not across the whole, Well, but look, it's just nice that he- I don't put, think you and I really can. We don't. <laughs> and it's just nice that he's gone and put all, you know, mm. political bullshit aside and just gone, look, this is a day that we all need to sort of just take, take yeah. stock of the fact that Manly fucking lost. That's right. Well, Scott's a friend. Um, we didn't actually reach out. Not a out. great friend. Not one that you'd invite over, but like... No, no, no. We don't have him over for barbecues. He'll send you messages. He, does he messages us way more than we message him. We, we leave actually, him on red actually have never replied. He no. just likes us yeah. and does shit for us. Sends us shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always trying to send in the car around so we can go out on like the piss. We're we sorry, just, mate. I'm busy. The car usually goes back. It always goes back empty. Well, yeah. Someone rocks up to you like, no, mate. No. Point is, Scott <laughs> has put the flags at half miles for us. So thank you, Scott. Yes. But we didn't ask for it. We didn't ask for it, and no, we're not coming around. A um, couple of things uh, of housekeeping, Eddie, at the start. Yep. We are doing a live show slash origin viewing party, game one, June 9, at the Bellevue Hotel in Paddington. Ticketed event, booze, food included. Ink, booze, and food, yep. uh, but limited numbers. So tickets are available now. Uh, so yeah, link in the bio is where you'll go to get those tickets. Again, limited numbers. Haven't done one of these for a couple of years. You're going to want to be there. Origin one, Bellevue. In fact, the last time we probably did one of those. Was Zelko College. And we did it in front of three people. That wasn't ticketed. <laughs> Thank God. It was pouring rain. It was pissing rain. And we were, you know, that was years ago. Look, hoping to... Hoping, hoping to get to, a few more in the door. Hoping to do a, a little bit better than the Zelko days. But we've set the bar so low. It was such a low evening. Not for, not for Zelko and I. And not for us necessarily. But Maybe it's like a representation of where things were at. When, when well, only one person turns up yeah, yeah. and it's your mate, well, and we, he does it out of, I think, well, he's embarrassment a for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Zelko's mates who sat at the back and, and just talked over us the whole time. <laughs> Shout out to Zelko's mates. Even though we had fucking mics, you could hear him murmuring in the back. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oi, Zelko's buddies, can you shut the fuck up, I please? just remember the publican walking out, the guy that had, like, put these evenings on <laughs> and just, like... The disappointment on his face. And then I th I'm pretty sure he left. Well, dude, there, there was no around. one in the fucking room. There was no one in the room. Um, and I think look, we're paying for our own beers. By yeah, the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were we a little green? Were, was was that opportunity given to us maybe a little too early? I'd, that was, yeah. I'd look, say it was maybe. years ago, punters and rivers. Yeah, it was years ago. Really it was years ago. Look, we filled up the fucking origin nights in fairness to us. Yeah. Origin one, our mates went. The big shit, we had a, we had a bunch of yeah, and then Origin two, I think we had Josh Reynolds. Shout out to Josh, hope you're well. Then three, it was like Jeremy Paul and fucking Justin Harrison. 
crowds certainly dispersing. It was, yeah, also we didn't get a word in. No, we didn't. They were drunk and they were so pissed. They looked like they were, they were they were like the drunkest people I've ever spoken to, let alone in front of an audience. And then uh, we brought it home fourth week uh, with Zelko Kalich of exactly exactly who Zelko Kalich of backup Socceroos keeper fame. Yes, shout out to Zelko though. But Zelko's a good man. He didn't get people through the door like I would have thought. No, didn't didn't get them rushing through the turnstiles, which was surprising. <laughs> Shocking. Um, but, you know, upon reflection, <laughs> makes <awesome>. sense. <laughs> Fuck, I'm getting a cramp. Zelko <laughs> oh, cramp. Zelko's giving me a cramp in my fucking rib. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that like a flashback thing? Dude, it might be like referred pain or something. I don't know. That hurt, though. Um, so that's that. That's the first bit of housekeeping. Live show, Hello Sport, myself and Eddie, uh... Probably have an appearance, and by probably, I mean definitely from the Rain Man, Michael Pride, getting some fucking tips on. Um, 9th of June, Origin 1, the Bellevue Hotel. We've got the full upstairs area to ourselves to rip and tear and yip and yahoo. I also turned 32 after midnight that night. Not that means anything. In fact, it just means we're getting older. But that's that. Second bit of housekeeping, Eddie. If you're watching this, you will notice that the two gentlemen you're looking at are in... Some Sunday bounced out trackies. Now, are these prototype one and two? Yes, they are. Do we look fucking fantastic? Yes, we do. Are these they gonna... are fabulous. I've never been more comfortable and I am bounced out today. So these it, are it so works. comfortable. So for those of you in the room. Do a twirl, see, Tom. I'll do a twirl here. So look, nice. I have already spilt coffee on it and you wouldn't even know. So that's a plus because on a Sunday, you will be spilling things on yourself. Yeah. And it's best not to have that. You already look and feel like yeah. shit. If someone can see you've spilt fucking KFC you don't be, on you, you don't want to be walking around with gravy stains. No. So as you, look, there is a coffee stain on here and you wouldn't even know. Now, no idea. You pocket. can shit yourself, you wouldn't you know. You can shit your pants and look, it'd actually just fall down the leg and catch at the elastic ankle and it won't get on the floor. And then you, you can, you know, get your significant other to come and well, just, you'll just keep a cup at the bottom. Look, and- you'll be able to make it to the bathroom in time to just shake it into the bowl. <laughs> uh, now, if I turn around, you'll see that bounced out is on the back pocket. Very, uh, very chic, Eddie, I think it's fair to say. It's chic, dude. It's chic. Pockets here. Nice deep pockets for a Sunday. You've got to fit a bunch of shit in there, like your vape, your phone, ciggies, weed. Panadol. Panadol. A case of bloke. Um, spare chicken wing for later. Sp- spare chicken wings, napkins. Yeah. Potato and gravy. Potato and gravy, a spoon. Those little serviettes. That you, you know, if you go to the kitchen and you're like, I've got too many things to bring back from the kitchen to the couch and mm. I need to just make one trip of this bitch. Like, I don't want to have to come back. So you've got the pockets here to load up with. Mm. Pockets here, back pocket, you'll be good. The pockets are so good. You could feasibly go and get a large glass of ice if you're an ice operator yes. on a bounce out Sunday. Not meth. Put your, put your Pepsi Max into it. You could put a, a live cup. Of Pepsi Max and yeah. ice in the pocket, and you'd be fine. And you'd be fine. It's uh, you know, like those kookaburra matches, not a sponsor, where they put like wine on the corner of the thing and they jump on the bed and the wine doesn't move. That's yeah. like the pockets. Yeah. Put a full glass of wine or just ice. Yeah. What did I say? Kookaburra. Same shit. Koala, kookaburra, Australian bird. I don't think koala. An animal. A bird. No, but like animals. So you know what I mean. Australian iconic Australian animal. Yep. Koala, not a bird. We can all agree on that. But that's what I'm saying. Mm. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> You could fit a Pepsi Max in the pocket. Pepsi Max in the pocket. Yeah. Great trackies. You could. Now, I was actually blown away. I keep saying it, but I'll say it again. 
by the comfort and the elegant design of these. Mm-hmm. They are like you could you can get away. I honestly believe if you t- if you put the hood off, I think you could wear this to like a cocktail event. Absolutely, you think it they like a christening. Mm. Something sort of like you could wear these to a christening, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. You just you just toss up the shoes. Like if I've got a black tie van on, I just put on those like shiny shoes. Good to go. Or just some black like sneakers, you know. Because I mean, oh yes, you could wear shiny shoes, but I kind of like what we're doing here. You know, no, what but mean? we're not going. Well, I'm not. At a we black look tie like we're event. in the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I'm not at a black tie. Event. No, that's true. We're not. That's the difference. Yeah, I'm saying all you need to do is change the shoes. You don't have to change the attire in the attire. general. No, yeah. no, no, it's it's definitely. Uh, a bounced out trackie for all for all occasions. Um, now they are going to be available for pre-sale because all you motherfuckers are different sizes. We don't know how fat you are, or skinny you are, or in between. In between, you are, or so, tall you are, or short you are. We don't know. They'll be available for pre-sale in the next week or so. We're just finishing up some shit, promotionally speaking, and then um, we'll let you. They might know. be available at the end of the week. They might be, but I'd say it'll be next week. That's just me going off what I think I know in my head. Now, that's the housekeeping, Eddie. General, you know, weekend wrap-up. Where are we at? What are Tom and Eddie up to? You know, I, I'm going to just take us – can I go first? Yep. Because I feel sick today and not bounced out sick because I didn't do anything on the weekend. I looked after Evie, Steph went away. That all went off without a hitch, but I'm sick. We went to the pub yesterday to watch Manly. Uh, we'll get into that game, but – I got home after the loss feeling sorry for myself and I ordered a fucking large seafood pizza from Millennium Pizza to my house. A seafood pizza? Yeah. What's on a seafood pizza? Uh, Prawns, uh, calamari, and octopus. Now, first thing, shout out to Millennium Pizza. It's the quickest I've ever had a pizza delivered to me in my life. Shout out to Millennium Pizza. I used to be a delivery boy there. There you go. I used to live there as well. The quickest really? I've ever had yeah. a pizza delivered to my house. I was like, there is like when, when the doorbell went, I was like, we were both, me and Steph were like, what the fuck? Surely not. I was like, I would have bet anything in my life that there is no way in the world that the pizza's ready. Like it was just ridiculous. Anyway, it was them. Shout out to them. Bring it in, open up the fucking thing. It was covered in seafood. Now that to me initially just throws red flags because if you've got good seafood, seafood, historically a little more on the pricey side of things. If you're covering this thing in seafood, then this is shit. Well, I don't, think, I'm think, not saying, I don't trust the generosity of the- No, no, no. To my point to that would be, if you, you can go to some places and get the prawn pizza, you might sometimes get one prawn on each slice. Yes. That's not unusual. No. If you've got two on there, you're pretty pumped. Three, yeah. you're like, whoa. Seriously. Slow you, down. Yeah, wow, you, you loaded me up on prawns here. This was like a fucking full octopus prawns and, and calamari on every slice. And I was like, oh, this looks too, this doesn't look like it should. You know what I mean? Like you can, you know, just visual, like some things you just know, you look at it, you go, there's nothing overtly wrong here, but it's wrong. Anyway, I ate it. <laughs> the whole thing? I started taking off octopus towards the end of the fucking thing. I was oh, like, okay. this is. Right, yeah. No, cause the octopus I think was the main, like the calamari tasted like metal. The octopus tasted like it was boiled, not fucking fried. Not that, not that it should have been. Boiled octopus, a big day. So you took you you left on the calamari that tasted like metal. No, I started off peeling off that, but it was mainly just prawns by the end of it. But I'd already done a lot of damage, and now today, like I got into bed feeling like shamed, ashamed of myself. 
and then I've woken up today just like I'm not here. You know what I mean? My stomach's sore. I'm fucking just like, this is not great. And I'm just embarrassed. Steph didn't eat. She didn't have any of it. She was just like, no, I'm, I'm not going to eat. And then saw that and she was like, I'm fucking vindicated in my decision. That's disgusting. Why yeah. would you go a seafood pizza? Well, I should have just gone prawn. Night. I should have just gone prawn. Prawn pizza, you can't go wrong. Shout out to prawn pizzas everywhere. But the seafood one, I think it was more like a mistake. I may, like I pr- I've I, never heard of anyone order a seafood pizza it was a when prawn's an option. Yeah. yeah, it was a mistake. But all I'm saying is if you get a pizza that's loaded up on toppings, don't trust it. Is the seafood pizza the equivalent of the surf and turf? No. It's not surf and it's turf. It's not surf and turf. But it's rogue. No, I'm going to... That that seafood pizza was rogue. Yeah. I don't think all seafood pizzas rogue because you can get some delightful seafood pizzas. I just would suggest if it rocks up to your house in five minutes and it's covered in fucking octopus. I'm don't. sure you can get yeah. some delightful surf and turfs as well. No, so, dude, I think surf and turfs is like a popular thing, right? You think, mate, what about the pub we went out to in Bathurst? Like that's all that was on the oh, menu. that's right. What was that? It was like a steak with fucking prawn sauce on it. It was like, no, thank you. <laughs> And then the, and variations of that made up the entire menu. Yeah, it was just it was just. And then there was like a schnitzel at the back, like at the bottom. Yeah, all it was was different types of surf and turf, and then a schnitzel. It was like, well, this is fucking. You guys know what you like to do, but it's like this is we're hours from the coastline. This is not. This shouldn't be your main thing. Yeah, and why? And if it is your main thing, why? That isn't coming fresh every day. But like, why? Why is it? It to me that seems like a an odd mix. Maybe it's to try to and be s- cutting through a prawn and a steak at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's fucking, it's messed up, dude. It just, it doesn't align that well. No, it doesn't. It's, uh, it's fucking weird. Anyway, so that's me, Eddie. Yep. My quiet weekend has turned into a Monday where, you know, me shitting my pants is a sort of minute to minute possibility that I'm constantly having to evaluate in my mind. Mm. And sort of, you know, every fart that I do. And again, this is crass. I know it is, but every fart that I do has to be sort of approached like I'm fucking Jack Bauer on 24 cutting wires. Like this could blow at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) Is his name Jack Bauer? I don't know. It's Jack something. And if it's not Bauer, I'm pretty, that's a great, I think it was a great that actually attempt. Can, yeah, it rolled off when the, was the last time you watched 24. Like Mate, I reckon I watched out? three episodes in my life. He just always was cutting wires. Dean, Dean, That's me. Like yeah, the thing's just ticking down. Yeah, yeah. That was revolutionary. Anyway, so I might shit myself. 24 hour day would show. go for like months. Yes. That yeah. was back when seasons were like 30 episodes And long. TV yeah. still ran supreme. Like, oh, yeah. And you had to sit through fucking 40 minutes of ads in an, in an hour yeah. long. Yeah. Like yeah. you get 20 minutes of actual. <laughs> Action. Action, yeah. Of Jack Bauer. Yeah. Cutting wires. But you just go make cups of tea and come back. Yep. Uh, shout out to old school TV. Uh, how was your weekend, mate? Mate, mine was good. Ella was away, so went up to the RSL with the boys and just had a had a good time. Nothing really too much to report to no. most of my end. When I, I get messages from you that by four in, in the morning. Not going to go into that play-by-play? No. But nice? Why, why point? No point? Huh? There's no point to go play-by-play. No, there's no point going play-by-play. No, no, but it was fun. It was a good time? Yeah, I loved it. Sending me messages at four in the morning? Yeah. It's nice. Um, that's what good friends do. That's what good friends do. Because you won't send them on a Sunday. So I like at least getting some message from you on like, oh, okay. No, I you see know. your message yesterday. Only because, I saw you yesterday. Yeah, you did. But that was because I was like... Come on, brah, let's lift, let's lift. And then we didn't even do this. Yeah, I know, it's just completely unnecessary. 
We were going. We were going to the Bellevue to watch. If Mandy. I didn't go, he would have blown up. <laughs> we were going but to the Bellevue. When we went. It was the fucking like it wasn't pointless. Well, like I mean, it was essentially for you. I was happy just to go watch the game. But we were going to go and film a video, like yo, this is where we're doing the live show from Bellevue, blah blah blah. And um, then he gets there when the game's already started. We're watching it, and then by the end of it, Manly lose, and he's like, "All right, let's film this video." I go, "Fuck it, dude! I don't even want to film it now. Like I'm in a bad mood." And he's like. I could see in his face. He's like, "All right, good. I'm out of here." He just gets up and walks out. Later. <laughs> it was just like, but he's obviously had a huge night. And I'm like, "Dude, just we got to get to the fucking thing. We got to. You got to live for this one. You know, play hard, work hard, get there. We'll fucking have a couple of beers, watch Manly, and we'll film the video." <laughs> it was just like, "Nah, fuck it." <laughs> he had to drive back to Mossman. Me and Michael were laughing at that actually after you left. Um, I mean, Eddie, it seems like we should probably just stop dancing around that game and maybe we just jump into the sport. What game? Uh, so, yeah, Manly loss. Look, we don't usually like talking about Manly. No. Let's start with that. Let's start with that. That's not our, now, it's not our MO. The only reason we're talking about the game, because we don't talk about them when they win, so you could argue we don't need to talk about them when they lose. Correct. But such has been the fucking weight of... Pending licks in the dribbler hotline. And abuse we got and in the And abuse dams. in the fucking Instagram that we thought, you know what? It's obviously what, you know, the people want to hear. So we'll front foot it and we'll talk about it. First things first, 9-1 penalty count. Well, let's call it 9-0 because that last one in the 10 seconds you left can't, of the that game. That doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, no. Oh, are you going to send Clemmer off for 10 minutes or 10 seconds to go? Like, fuck you, Ben Cummins. With the greatest respect, obviously, to Ben Cummins. If Ben Cummins wasn't bribed allegedly yesterday, then- You could, you could, look, we're not saying, as I said this yesterday, we're not saying that Ben Cummins was bribed by Newcastle bikies, but if you were watching a game of rugby league with an alien and it was their first time they'd seen rugby league and you're like, come on, yeah, watch this game. You could, they could be forgiven for thinking that he's been bribed by some Newcastle bikies. Yeah, and if like the alien was like, okay, so what's this six again rule? You're like, oh, okay, that was given for ruck infringements. They'd be like, well, how many do they usually get a game? And you go, oh, I don't know, like five or six you probably get. Yeah. How many did Manly get yesterday? One. One. Now, I would say this, Eddie, you and I, we are humble in victory and defeat. Mm. Have, manly to be. Win. have to be. You have to be, right? Humble when Manly win, humble when Manly lose. And there's nothing worse than someone who comes out and blames a ref. You know, oh, we lost because of the ref. We didn't lose the game because of the ref, but he certainly unequivocally played the biggest part in the result. Manly didn't play well, but that motherfucking all saying, referee like, like all we're was saying horrible. is this, Manly were pretty ordinary. We were we were well, we were very ordinary. And you know, if I could speak for the team for a second, mm. that we're all disappointed. Yeah. In yep. our performance yesterday. Yeah. It wasn't our best rugby league football. No. It's certainly not the standard by which we now hold ourselves yep. as a top four side and top three, you would argue, chances of winning the comp. But sometimes you have off days. And yesterday was one of those days. But the point is, it's hard to win games of rugby league football if you're not allowed to win them. Exactly. If the referees sort of already come with an idea of how he wants the game to go. Saw another interesting stat. The two games Ben Cummins has refereed at Newcastle in 2021, the penalty count has been 24 to two in favor of Newcastle. Where's Ben Cummins from? Dior? Again, we are not saying that Ben Cummins has been paid off by Newcastle bikies. 
He was born in Cairns. That's Newcastle, dude. That's a suburb but where of Newcastle. Did he grow, where did he grow up? Um, Cessnock. Cessnock. Well, moved to Canberra when he was four. Now lives in Sydney. Cessnock. Went to... Um, nah. Cessnock. Went to Cessnock Grammar High. Cessnock went Grammar to, went High. Went to ACU. Hey, Cessnock, at Cessnock Grammar High. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, listen, we're just connecting the dots. Married a Newcastle lady. Yeah. And spends a lot of time in Newcastle. Is that spends what it says? Spends a lot of time in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does say that. It's I've un- heard they want to fucking get a statue of him outside McDonald Jones. There's no references to that, but it's an unconfirmed report that he actually did grow up in Newcastle. In Newcastle, yeah. and that it's not Cairns, the the, the North Queensland town. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Cairns, the suburb in Newcastle. In Newcastle, it seems like this has been changed. Cairns recently. Estate, Cairns, Cairns, Cairns Gardens, Cairns Gardens on Cairns Street in Newcastle <laughs> yeah. is where he grew ben up. Ben Cummins fucking grew up. And learn and to, learn to not give fucking penalties. Like there was some shit in that game, bro. Again, the high tackle things, because like, there's some dribblers going, fucking get over it, mate. Don't tackle. Even my cousin who, if you see him in the city, Hamish McGilvray, rob him. <laughs> uh, he's like, fucking, oi, get over it. Like, you know, maybe you should tackle lower. I'm like, I have zero issue with any of those fucking tackles. Like Marty Tapao hit a guy in the head. 10, like give him 10. In fact, did he even give him 10 or did he give a penalty? But Sean Kepi hit a guy in the head. Fucking give him give him 10. I'm cool with all that shit. You hit someone yeah, in the Marty head. Marty got 10. Marty did get 10. Hit someone in the head, sweet. But Frizzell fucking chin Marty. It happened a bunch of other times. And then like even Tavita Funa fucking took out the guy's head when he was running through for the ball. He didn't get 10. It was like, what the fuck? But it was just general in-play penalties. Morgan Harper getting tackled over the line after he's, the tackle's completed, he's standing there, and then they give fuck that, like, I'm not going to go through every single fucking gripe I have with that game, but my <laughs> God, it was so frustrating to watch, and we're sitting there with Michael Pride of about even fame, of diehard Newcastle fame. His but brother not Louis. diehard, but he's not that diehard. Like, he was throwing his team under the bus the whole time. Yeah, but that is, that, there is an element of that that is diehard. It was funny to sit with the two brothers. The Pride family, I think, are Newcastle's biggest fans. Um, well, the old man. The old man certainly he is. He sets the tone. He does. Yeah, well, it comes from, the, you got to set the stand at the top, and then yeah. it filters down. And Papa Pride is the biggest Newcastle fan I've ever fucking come across. And when we meet, he's probably going to abuse us because I was sending him manly membership fucking sign up things during the week. And he was. Oh, mate, we none were. Too pleased. We were. I think we haven't even met say, him yet. We're already bagging him out. I think it's fair to say we were as lippy last week as is possible potentially yeah. well you know we've got to wear Newcastle jerseys on about even I forgot we made that bet with him mate we made all kinds of fucking yeah. bets last week you bets that I've forgotten about because I didn't care no and I just thought it was a, a fait accompli if I can use some whatever that language we're is we're going to send a case of blokes up to fucking Newcastle to, to Daily Blue yeah again just I was I was, I was so throwing confident. out I was accepting and yeah. sending bets with reckless abandon yeah, last week because it was like there's no way we're going to lose and then we did and it fucked my the end of my weekend you know what I mean we were pretty ordinary yesterday like Jason Saab picking up that fucking drop seed and you know out sprinting everyone you take that out it's we score four rugby league yeah, points that's it four. And didn't the, look like we, we and didn't look likely in any other. Point no, no, it didn't look likely at all, except for when Brad Parker crashed over early. Yeah, but I had the boys with to cover third, 23 and a half rugby league points. Now was that a mistake in hindsight? Well, yeah, because it didn't fucking it didn't, come it off. It didn't come off. So, so yeah, it, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Um, and I don't think that even if it was a nine zero penalty count in our favour, would we get up to 
you know, a no. four point win, but we would have won. You just can't fucking have nine. You can't tell me that the Knights were perfect. These absolute losers who have been shit all year are now suddenly perfect for an entire game of rugby league. Not offside, not fucking laying all over the tackle for too long, not fucking anything. Please. It's fucking it ridiculous. Seems, it seems unlikely. Shout out to our younger brother, Ben Trebojevic, for making his debut. Obviously, Eddie and I, the fifth and sixth Trebojevic brothers, the oldest ones, they don't really talk about us very often, which is cool, but we're the only ones with brown hair, so they fucking, you know, we don't fit, and, the, we and don't look, fit the mold. And we weren't tough enough. We weren't tough enough. For John. No. John sort of. We were, we were sort of allowed to leave the home pretty early. They kept the, uh, the other four boys in there, but Ben, little Ben, as we would call him in yeah. the house growing up. <laughs> Made his debut for Manly. Uh, was there a tear in the eye? Yeah. Yeah. There was. We teared up. I teared up. You teared up. In the Bellevue, we were sitting there fucking. Luckily, it was a darkish room because it was, you know, it got it emotional. Was emotional. It, it was, was emotional. emotional. Um, and disappointed a, we a, weren't brought in. got a lovely welcome to Rugby League with a, you know, swinging arm around the chop. From David Clemmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. 10 seconds to go in the game. David yeah. Clemmer fucking chins young Ben. I think Cummins, like, as well, he goes, hang on. Should I be sending this bloke off? And then sort of weighs it all up and goes, okay, like 10 seconds to go, Newcastle can't lose from here. Can't I lose from here. I'll do it. Save face. It'll look like I've, you know, it looked like, oh, it wasn't that like bad. If you read it, you'd be like, oh, there was one send off. No, I'm one, one, one fucking send off. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, well done, Ben Cummins, not Ben Trebojevic. Fuck Ben Cummins. Um, but congrats to Ben. Congratulations to Ben Trebojevic and to the Newcastle Knights. Well done on the win. Well done on the wing. Um, for those that follow about even, Connor Watson was in the studio on Tuesday. That now turns out to be one of the great omens of all time. Dude, we just... Uh, Which isn't... But, like, I sort of... I didn't want to believe the omen, although no, no, it's, like, hard to ignore. This, I will say this. I knew it was a bad sign. I didn't want to admit it. I no. thought it would be too powerful. Yeah. I thought that it's, like, it's impossible to stop a freight train, even yeah. with a really powerful omen. Yeah. That's not true. But shout out to Connor. He played a tremendous game. Connor Watson so. played his dick off in that game and I mean yeah dude uh, as soon as I pulled up to the studio and I saw him and Michael I was like oh shit dude that is nightmare that's nightmare fuel in you if you're in the omen business like we are and then Schuster's out injured Olakawatu's out injured it was just like oh fuck it's all happening it's all happening and then before you know it we sit here on a Monday without fucking an extra two points yeah if you're in the omen trade business then you know it was almost we almost should have just fucking look we have spoken about this at length over the weekend and you know the importance for us to open ourselves up to the universe in terms of omens because they're often there and we ignore them or we miss them and when connor watson walks in and Manly's playing Newcastle. And he's looking and so he's looking hot. hot as shit. And him and Michael are buddy getting photos getting and photos. Shit. Like, you can't ignore that omen. No, you can't. We didn't give... We disrespected omens in general by not even fucking... Almost Considering it. You gotta... Like, how do I turn around and go on, that's a really powerful omen for Newcastle? Fucking hell. Am I going to put that 23 and a half point line on? No. Probably not. Do you just give fucking, you know, Newcastle the start? Yeah. Well... Yeah. Oh, sorry, you give Manly the start. You know what I mean? Just to try and balance out the omen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. But yeah, moving forward, I'll say this. Open yourself up to the omen. Yeah. Look for it. Acknowledge it. And if you're unsure, just stop. 
and sort of try and make terms of it or rationalize it, maybe bounced off a couple of different people because mm. they're everywhere. Yeah. And it's almost like reading the future. Yeah, exactly. If you it get is. it right. If you get it right. And shout out to the betting agency that will not be named that started using fucking omens in their fucking promo material. Obviously. Where'd they get that from? Where'd they get that one from, eh? Kings of the Omen, that's where. Never used it now, before. No, of course not. Well, now it's, you know, as I said, we're the purveyors of fine omens. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, of course they're going to fucking come to us. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, uh, shout out. All uh, right, we've covered it. We've covered it. Um, well done, Newcastle. Time to move on. To um, Origin. Was there anything else? Rugby League, Eddie? Origin. No, I know, but I just mean in the general rumblings of Rugby League itself. Um, what have I got written down? I don't think so. Let's just go to Origin. Fuck it. But just d- remind us to do PVL at the end of Origin Day. Yeah. Oh, God. What the fuck, dude? Long <laughs> blacks never- just... I don't know what it you is. You can't, mate. They don't, no, no, no. It, you have to take the lid off. I'm doing There's it. There's no other way to drink a lot. I'm doing bite. it. This is fucking stupid. And you've, it's a double cup as well. I know. Well, that's, I think, why it happens some for some reason. Like, it doesn't sit properly. But I am on the long black today because seafood pizza, <laughs> upset tummy. If I start putting dairy into the bod, we don't know what the fuck could happen. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. We're here for a minute. And these couches aren't leather. It won't come out. <laughs> And I'd rather not replace them. No. Because you've soiled it. Oh, see, nah, like it's still fucking dripping on me, bro. Yeah, because now you're, you've got to take out, you got to take it out of the second cup. Fuck this, dude. Life shouldn't be this hard. Dude, what about fucking Zach Sadler having a fractured skull? Oh, yeah, that was pretty hairy. Shout out to Zach Sadler. And Sean Kepi, who was getting fucking abused by some absolute pig on social media. Fuck those people who do that. Did you see that? No. Mm. Sean Kepi posted some shit of, like, some guy sending him some DMs. Like, I won't even fucking say what he said, but, like, it was disgusting shit. Like, talking about his family, his parents, his miso and shit. And Sean Kepi's like, what's Sean Kepi fucking 22, 23? Um, you know, fucking got carded and like, you know, didn't have his best game ever, but like, who gives a shit? And then just got absolutely lit up by some fuckwit in the comments who's like, you know, doesn't have a picture, some random name. It's just like the mentality of someone to do that is like, you reckon it's almost like a mental health thing, right? Like someone who does that to someone else, clearly not in a stable mental place, like, Clearly, you couldn't yeah. be. All they're insecure as fuck. Yeah, but like that almost, you'd have to almost think that that is some level, like there's insecurity, which is like, there's nothing wrong with being insecure, but to be going and saying shit like that to other people is a different level where you're sort of like, you seem like maybe you've got some fucking issues. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Chrissy Teigen. It doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me at all. Like I don't understand. No. How you would do that. No. What would drive you to do it? Why you'd bother? I don't know, dude. Because Kepi's a fucking young, hot throbber on the rise. That's like, he's a fucking weapon, dude. He is one of my favorite players. He's a beast. He's a beast. And you can tell he's got it in him. Like, he's like, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's just getting better every goddamn week. He's a very hot prospect that gives you tingles in all the right places. Same with Olakawatu, Schuster, obviously. But, yeah, Zach Sadler, shout out to him as well. Fractured skull. Surprised I didn't send him off for getting headbutted by someone. Um, shout out to Ben Cummins, you dog. Um, 
state of origin, Edward. We're here. We're blue. Get used to it. <laughs> um, New South Wales have picked a pretty hot side. Dave, can you please read it out? Because it's not in my head. Yes, sure thing. Just had it here. Um, all right. So Tedesco. Yep. Yep. Um, Tedesco, Brian Toto, and Adokar on the wings. Latrell and Tommy Turbo in the centers. Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, the halves. Front row, Saifidi, Cook, and Jake Turbo. Uh, Cameron Murray, Tarek Sims, and Isaiah Yo. And the bench, Jack Whiten, Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, Liam Martin, and Appy Corusau and Campbell Graham, 18th and 19th man. Love it. Now, interestingly, well, you go Brian Toto on the wing. That's cool. Makes his debut. Jerome Luai makes his debut in the halves. Again, makes sense. Is Isaiah Yo at 13? Yes. And is Cam Murray not picked at all? Or no, Cam Murray's 11. 11, yeah. right. So they've gone Cam Murray on the edge, and they've basically gone Isaiah Yo, Cleary, uh, Luai in the spine section. But what I thought was interesting was Jakey Boy, not to make this a manly thing, but Jake Trebojevic playing at prop, which obviously he can do, but it was like a lot of the pregame shit was like, mate, like he just seemed to be picked on the bench for every fucking team that everyone was selecting early. Yeah, yeah. Which but obviously keeping him and Tommy being able to fucking do their shit. He's obviously gone, the value of having him on the park is just too valuable. Because he's gone, like, Junior Paulo and Haas, which is a fucking terrifying, <laughs> two terrifying humans to bring off the bench. Um, but that's pretty fucking... I just thought that was an interesting one. Yeah, it was interesting. That's probably the only interesting selection. Otherwise, everything else. That I saw. Obviously, Tyson Frizzell out, so Tarek Sims in. I obviously I had Frizzell in there otherwise. Yes, and some people saying Tarek's a bit weird, which I get, but he's played Origin. He's pretty hard. And they call him a specialist edge back row already. So they do. Obviously, Angus Crichton suspended. Out as Victor well. Radley suspended. There's a lot of outs in the back row for New South Wales, yeah. but that doesn't matter. I like that Jack White still gets picked at 14. I Utility. Yep, I, I like that. He's he's fucking. He's a versatile man. He's very versatile. He's versatile. He's been there and done it. Uh, for New South Wales and then like to win the Dally M last year whilst his team's out of form it's kind of like you know what he's a type of guy that I think if you just like you pick him in the team even though he fucking had a shocker last year in defence like that's alright though it's just a one off pick him let him rip like that they've gone Jerome at six makes a lot of sense <laughs> keep the halves together yep keep them hot keep them pure see how we go keep them comfortable if I was to play a devil's advocate here and I'm just doing it and I love New South Wales, ba-da-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da. Jerome Luai, in isolation, if you were to take Nathan Cleary out of a side, I wonder whether he throbs as hard. This is an argument, potentially, against Jerome. Like, some people wanted White at six. I get picking Jerome and Nathan as a whole, like, Penrith package, synergy, well-oiled machine. But, like, I'm just hoping, obviously, but that, like, Jerome doesn't get overroared by the Origin Arena. Mate, it can happen, obviously. Because Nathan hasn't done anything. And, again, this is no disrespect to Nathan, but in Origin, he hasn't kicked. So now you've got a guy that's never fucking kicked... Oh, he's, he's sort of kicked. He's never kicked an origin. He played a good game too last year. He did. Yeah, but I, yeah, he did. He's played a, he's played a he's good, played game. good game. He's played one good game in his six, six or seven origin games. Again, yeah. no disrespect, three, nine origin games. He's played one good game. 
And now you're bringing in another half who you, some would argue, is there because of Nathan. Mm-hmm. I would have picked him. I'm just saying there's a part of me that's like, fuck Nathan, better fucking kick an origin this year. He's like, he's the best half in the comp and he's getting better every year. Now, hopefully, he actually rips apart Origin because that's what you need to happen. You need him ripping apart Origin to be mm. like a, you know, a goat or, or a gun Origin player, and he hasn't ripped apart Origin yet. Cam Munster rips apart Origin. No, I know that. The thing I'd say about Jerome Luai is maybe, hopefully, he's got a bit of that, like, maybe he's born of the Origin cloth. That's what we need. And the only way you find out, Tom, is to put him into the Origin cauldron and see if they've got what it fucking takes. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if Jerome rolls out of bed and goes, bruh, I was born for Origin and yeah. fucking rips and tears. And you'd be like, holy shit, have we got a halves pairing we can hang our hat on for the next fucking 10 years? That'd be nice. How nice would that be? Yeah. Because let's be honest, we've struggled to get consistency in the halves for a long fucking time. Even when we won. We haven't had consistency in the halves since when? 2005, six. When we won the last two, when we won two in a row, did we have Maloney and uh, Cleary for both of those? Or did Pierce come in for one of them? Pierce came in for one. Or well, he came in for game three. I and think. was that maybe, was Cleary out for game three? Yeah, Cleary's only played eight Origins. Okay, there so you he go. would have missed one. Yeah. So he missed that game three. Yeah, he missed that game three. And so it was Pierce and Maloney. But yeah, we haven't had any fucking consistency with the halves for a very long time. Hey, who knows? Maybe this is the pairing. But shout out to the uh, the debutantes. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see Brian To'o. Excited to see Brian To'o. Excited to see uh, the Tommy Turbo-Jake combo. Good to see um, the trail back in the side. Trail back really there. Like that. Yeah, that's all good shit. What do you think, Edward, in terms of... Look, obviously, we send our thoughts and prayers across the border down to the uh, the rabble that is Victoria who can't keep COVID under wraps. Mm. Greatest respect. Mm. Uh, they had game one. I think that a betting man would suggest that they don't keep it because they're in lockdown currently uh, and you're not going to be able to get people to a fucking game. I would say this, Tom. Where do we take it? If you can't take it to South Australia and you can't take it to Perth, it has to be in New South Wales. If you've got the third game, then before we started taking them around to other states, if you've got the third game, you've got the first game. Mm. Where it's our two-game yeah. year. So they're, if they're taking it up to fucking Townsville, then that's disgraceful because it's not their two-game year. Yeah. On paper. On paper, it's our two-game You can't year. go game one and game two to yourself. You can't have back-to-back games. And what about if it's... And it seems to me like it's just going to be a purely business decision. Like, where the fuck's Townsville? It's in Queensland. Yes, it is. It's a great point. I feel like it's going to be one of those... um, It's a business decision as opposed to... Take it to Newcastle What's fair. Take it to Newcastle then. Yeah, but it won't be... Canberra? Yeah, St. Canberra. How big's Canberra Stadium? Not very. Again, like, I can't imagine Canberra's got any building over two stories. You know what I mean? In the entire whole fucking area. There's no nothing over two stories in Canberra, is there? Why does there need to be? Well, if you want to have like a stadium. Okay. Well, I'm with you. You know I, what I mean? It's not that small. 25,000. Yeah. What's Newcastle's? Big. Um, I think Newcastle's would be bigger than Townsville's. Maybe not though. Townsville's pretty big. They got some hill in Newcastle, don't they? You can't have a hill. 
What's the stadium called? Is it still Energy Australia? No. Donald Jones. Um, Donald Jones. Yeah, yeah. And then see what the uh, capacity is at Townsville. Yeah, McDonald Jones is 33,000. Yep, what's Townsville? Yeah. Queensland Country Bank. 25 as well, same as Canberra. So, New- so Newcastle's, Newcastle's is the biggest. Yeah, so if right. If you want okay. to talk about making financial decisions, you take it to Newcastle. It would fucking pump yeah, it would if rip, they had it there. It'd rip down there. They love their rugby league. Yeah. They absolutely love it. It would heave. You don't just go, oh, let's take it. Why are you taking it to Townsville? What's the argument for that? Mm. Why do we need to take it to Townsville? Well, it, yeah, if the Queensland government pay the NRL. Yeah, that then might. Then what, the New gonna, South Wales government wouldn't? You'd have fucking hope they would. They already said they put their hand up to fuck fucking Fuck, I get hate Queensland, home. dude. They're such dickheads. You can't just roll and go, oh, fuck, we'll actually have that game. Like, if it's not Melbourne, like, why? We should have it. I'm like, no, you shouldn't. It's not your fucking two-game year. It's not your two-game year. It's no. out. This sounds like- You can't get back-to-back games. No. That is fucking mad. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. That is fucking ridiculous. So my preference, in the spirit of keeping it fair, I will allow, you know- the NRL higher up decision makers to try and take it to another neutral state. If that isn't possible, it has to be New South Wales. Yep. And my vote would go to the great fucking working class city of Newcastle. I think an origin there would be fucking unbelievable. It'd be huge. The town would heave its dick off. It'd heave its dick off. Yep. Canberra would be like- Canberra would be shit, dude. As I said, Canberra, not a building over two stories. It's just like, you'd feel like- It'd be all right. You'd be better than fucking Townsville, Tom. You'd feel like you're in a fucking, like a village. You know, if you're like walking through like a mountainous region and then you sort of come across some weird fucking, uh, you know, abandoned village in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's what Canberra feels like when you're there. You're like, oh, fuck, is there anyone living here? Is this a ghost town? And then people start peering out of their windows and shit with the greatest respect to Canberra, obviously. Um, but yeah, dude, we're staring down the barrel of one of the great fucking robberies before a ball's even been kicked. How close are they? Is that is this? Where is the decision making out deal? It, I think it should be made today. Or something. I saw something yesterday. That's yeah. I've today. heard that they were very close to Townsville. Yeah, that's what all the articles on. are saying here. They're very close to Townsville. How is that right? Like as a that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. That's a wrong thing to do. But I feel like the argument from us is a little bit like the way you would argue with your parents about your brother getting something before you did. And you're like, well, it's not fair. And then your parents go, well, life's not fair. Fucking deal with it. And you go, well, okay. No, no, no. What I'm saying is- I get it. All I'm saying is why have you? Why has there been this massive push for Townsville as the only option? I'm like, there are other fucking rugby league towns. I think because Townsville's like a new state-of-the-art stadium and they're all like beating their dick to it. Like, that's what it is. Is it state-of-the-art? I think it might be. I think it's relatively new. It's so, so what if it's new? It well, doesn't mean it's well, state-of-the-art. Well, if it's new, you would assume it's the most it's the most close to state-of-the-art thing that we've got, as opposed to McDonald Jones, which, you know, as you've said before, I think so is a couple telling of me sheds. That you're telling me that the fucking... Mate, have you been in McDonald Jones? No. It's exactly. So you don't know what you're talking about. I'm it's, not saying this, stadium. dude. I'm saying if you've got a brand new stadium that's just been made, as opposed to McDonald Jones, which was probably made not just recently, one's you would assume going to be a little bit more state of the art than the other. But why is that like a fucking tick in the box for having hosting an event? Well, I mean, I think that's clear to see why you would prefer to host an event at like a better venue. 
Yeah, I think but it's as smaller. Well. So the revenue's smaller, first and foremost. I get you. Well, it depends how much money the government's paying. Now. And revenue's all they ever care about. But yeah, it's true. If the government's paying them. Yeah, so it says here, uh, first reported by News Corp, the NRL has booked out an accommodation venue in Townsville and made function reservations at local restaurants. Oh, so which, it's done. Which could be another thing that, like, the infrastructure around the stadium and stuff, and even the way they Townsville get the is smaller in. than Newcastle. That's Way true smaller. Well. Yeah, it probably is, though. Maybe they book them both though, and they go like, "We'll book some. We'll book all this shit in Canberra. We'll book all this shit in fucking there, and then we'll make a decision, and then we'll flip a coin, and then we'll and then we'll cancel the booking." Look, I would feel more comfortable if the NRL allowed us to flip a coin. That's fair. Does anyone have a coin? We'll flip it. What about a coaster? Hey, there's something here. We'll flip it. Get us a coaster or a coin. Is that a coin? No, this is a big coin. Yep. All right. So we've got a black coin and it says sure on one side. Yep. And then this is a silver side. And then either side, it doesn't say sure. Yes, other side doesn't say sure. So which side are we saying is uh, a New South Wales? Because we're assuming that we can't go to a neutral state. I would say that the shining light is New South Wales. Wales, And the black black shithole is is Queensland. Yeah. All right, so... If it lands up, it's going to... If it lands shiny side up, it's a New South Wales origin. If it's black and it says shore facing up, then it's Townsville. Yes. Fuck, there's a lot riding on this. Yeah, you, put, you put a lot into There's this. a lot riding on this, dude. All right. Yes! <laughs> New South Wales origin. There you go, PVL. We did it for you, brah. That meant a lot to me. <coughs> I'm just glad I it's- I could see your heart in your mouth there as that Bro, in there. I was also equally happy it stayed on the table because I was like, this <laughs> is It was a great flip. flip. It was a good flip. good flip. I was worried though, it came close to the edge that one, but the flip was good. Look, we've, do- we've played our part. We've played our part. We've played our part, which we're trying to push the energy in favor of a New South Wales origin. We can't do any more than we've done. To the people of Newcastle, we've tried. If it doesn't go our way, if the- if the real coin doesn't fall in our favour. Well, then they haven't listened to us, which is I fucking just wanted to flag. I just wanted to flag that if it does go to Tansville, I'm disappointed because I feel like we've been robbed blind. We flipped the fucking coin. It says New South Wales. It should be in New South Wales. Not to mention the fact that it's our year for two games, <laughs> if you're going off that. Yeah. Um, but that, I think, is state of origin. Is there anything else rugby league related, Eddie, that we've missed, Dave? PVL. Vlandis. So there's apparently reports that the players union are banding together with some of the more high profile players wanting to kick Vlandis out. Really? Like wanting to oust him from his position. And I'm just like, obviously, you know, it's alleged and you and I, whilst incredibly well connected in the rugby league world, aren't necessarily clued in on everything that's fucking going on. But to be looking to get rid of PVL who without him, the game would have been fucked last year. Just seems to me like one of the most absurd decisions that I could have ever conceived happening at the start of the season. Like I would have been like, no way. Again, taking out the, the tackle shit show that we are going through at the moment, which is fucking confusing. But it everyone. appears to me that they are... Be, they're, they're prepared to be a little bit more um, like they appear 
to be letting more go. Yes, but then they're still, they are letting more go, but then still some people are getting binned and you're like, well, what the fuck is Well, going I think, on? yeah, but I think it's more like if you make a tackle and you go high and not because some guy slipped over or not because you bounce up off the ball, like if you just hit him high, I th- it seems to me that they're like, you're going off. Well, fucking Tavita Funa didn't even look at the fu- at the Knights fullback yesterday. He only had eyes for him and his arm hit him in the fucking face. And he just got, he didn't even get 10, he got a penalty. No, I know. But what I'm, but he's not making a tackle. I'm just sort of, yeah. I'm running through my head. What are they fucking doing? I here? think it's fair to say that after their, what clearly seemed like a weekend of easing, the the policing of it or like the, 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 send-offs and shit like yep. it's become more confusing to me about what's going to get binned and what isn't like i don't think some people think that marty to shouldn't have been binned i was like well he fucking shouldered him to the face but they're like yeah but he got bounced off i'm like yeah but he hit him in the face with his shoulder and that's like the rule now sean Kepi, when he got when he tackled phoenix cross onto whoever was like he couldn't have been standing up more tall like he was pretty much standing perfectly straight yes and he was at he was at Wow, 180 degrees? 90 degrees to the earth. Yeah, he was at 90. Was 90. It, is yeah. it 90 or 180? If you're str- well, no, if you're perpendicular. If that's 90 degrees. Yeah, 90, yeah, yeah. It's 90 degrees. So he's at 90 degrees. Like, and just hit him straight Maybe he was on. at 89. Yeah, maybe 89. But we'll, I want him more at 70. We'll get the protractors out, but, and then Crossland, basically, the initial contact might have been chest to shoulder, but Crossland's like gone, whoosh, and like whiplash, and then the shoulders hit him in the fucking head, like... That, to me, is like Kepi should have got lower, right? Get lower and snap these cunts. Get lower and go, go, go. Correct. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's just gotten confusing around, like, what's going to be sent off and what's not. But that's by the by, right? Again, what everyone's saying, and everyone's said it a million times, you can see what the NRL's trying to do, and you obviously want to try and eliminate concussions to the most you can. But to try and, like, when the game literally last year, it was like, if we don't, fucking get the game back and running within like however many weeks it was. It was like a, then the game was almost like going to be dead. We were talking about last year. It was like, you know, when the tide goes out, you find out who's swimming nude and the NRL was butt naked in the water. (laughs) And if the game doesn't get up and running, then they were losing like millions. It was like 12 million a week or something. The games weren't played. Yeah. So they had to get the games back up. Now you absolutely have to say the players played their part because they, played the fucking game. Without them, it was also impossible. But PVL was the man beating the drum at the forefront, fucking talking to government, wheeling and dealing, swinging his dick and making this shit happen. It's like, to be trying now to fucking get rid of him seems like, how about you maybe just try work something out with him as opposed to trying to get rid of this guy who's clearly an operator. Why are they trying to get rid of him? Because, again... it's why alleged. Players, it was alleged. Why are the players so furious? Because of the way I think that he's going about changing rules without consulting players. I think they want to have a little bit more of a like, hey, man, let's just talk to us if you're going to do this shit. It's not that we're saying that we're going to be able to tell you what to do, but like to be able to come to and speak, I think I, that's reasonable. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, that's not unreasonable at all. But and, I just don't think and, and, but I, is reasonable. But I, also, like, I like to think that Peter would be, you know, make a reasonable decision and go, yeah, okay, I can do that. Like, I would think I, so as well. You could cede that ground, surely. You would think so. He seems like a very reasonable man from our close personal friendship dealings that we've had with him, sharing lunch and, you know, enjoying you know each other's company. Like, I, think, I think you need to get back to, to good old-fashioned communication. Let's sit down and yeah. let's talk through this. Do we need to mediate a lunch we between can mediate, we the can players, lunch? Pete, 
We get Pepsi Maxes. We get fucking seafood lunch. Not for me. I'm still off seafood after my pizza. It's like couples therapy, but we're at lunch. We're at lunch and we're sinking. Yep. Because when you drink, you know, the truth comes out and you can and you can vent as men at least. Look, you, you well, can yeah. vent a little bit better. You vent a little bit better. Now that's not to say that men shouldn't feel comfortable to vent their emotions and feelings at all times. You should, and we're big supporters of that. But like it or lump it, it's a little easier after a couple of screws. <laughs> so we get a couple of beers into the boys. PVL, couple of Pepsi Maxes. You know, that's what lets his guard down. He has a couple of Pepsi Maxes and he starts sharing. Yep. We get him in there. You know, it's a lock-in. Phones are left at the door. Yep. Nothing to be recorded. Nothing. No, no, nothing. Fucking video. And you've just got like a case of like a, a big stock of blokes and yep. a big stock of Pepsi Max. And yep. We're not leaving here until they're all gone. And I'll be in the corner whipping up margaritas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need a margie baby? I'll corner. whip that up. Or you want corner. a Negroni for dessert? Sure, not a problem. I can do that. Whiskey sours. We've got like, our RSAs, dude. We can do it. Or maybe they need to be renewed. I'm not sure. Who gives a fuck? But we it's can a certainly do it. No, it all no. And, and I'll, we'll just get to ripping and tearing. Yeah. I can do that. I'm happy to get in there and mix up margaritas all afternoon yeah. if it's what it takes. If that's what it takes, anything for the game to be better. But I just think that getting rid of PVL, that's not a good idea. Well, I think that it's a little bit knee-jerk, Tom. Yes. And if you want to get rid of a bloke for making knee-jerk decisions, don't make a knee-jerk decision yourself. That's it. Because then you are, you know... Sh- cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's exactly. You're, um, Yeah. You're shitting where you eat. And you don't want to shit where you eat, although it will be a lock-in, so you will have to technically, but that's Buckets will be provided. Dior will empty them. Dior on bucket duty for the lock-in, but he said- What are they called? Those things that used to- that have buckets in rooms in like the old days? What do you mean? You just shit in the bucket? Yeah, 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 they would. I reckon rich people would. Anyway. What do you mean? There's a term for it. What are they called? I don't even know what to say. Potty? (laughs) Who buckets? What no. do you mean old rich people would just shit? Bedpan. Oh, a bedpan's when you shit that's in really bed. For, that's not for rich people though. I think that's if you're sick. That's like sick. You can't get up or something. All oh, right. Oh, <laughs> no. Bed, and it's not a bucket in the corner of a room. It's like a, it's like a toilet seat. <laughs> and he's like, that's a luxury one. Yeah, that's really a luxury rich, item for the rich. Bedpan. No, no, no. Oh, like, look at this bougie school. asshole. He's shitting in a bucket in the corner of his room. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, no, yeah, bedpan. You'll be on bedpan. Bedpan's, bedpan is like a toilet seat. That's like deep. So it's got like a chamber underneath it. You know what I mean? But it's only like that deep. I, when I broke my knee and I was in hospital for like- Did you have a bedpan? Dude, I, when I was in hospital for like, I think it was like a th- two, three weeks, maybe a month. Mm. I was in and out because it got infected. I had to go back in, had all these surgeries and shit. And I couldn't move. So like my leg was fucking like that. So they would have to bring in a bedpan and I was on all these fucking medications and drugs. So my, sh- my shits were just like oh. humongous, gargantuan. <laughs> And you, you couldn't smell them that. No, I can't smell, thank Christ. But I was also in like public, so it's not like I couldn't just waft through some curtains to, you know, where everyone else was. But oh at one God. point, so like you basically got to, the, the mattresses are also soft as fucking butter. So you put it under you and you sit on it and it disappears. Like the bedpan's just like squished. You just squished into this mattress and you're like, <laughs> okay, is this, this is like weird, but I'm fucking going for it now. And like, you just hope that no one walks in. My old man walks in, I'm mid shit on a bedpan and he's come in as it was so big that it started to like build up you know what i mean because it's not that deep so it was just sort of like soft serving on itself oh my the dad's walked in and i am if you're watching this on youtube you'll be able to see i'm like one leg my good leg there and i'm like 
propped up like this, trying to shake it off. Oh my god! And I'm having to like move down the. Oh I'm having to move down the bedpan so I can fill up other areas of it with this crap, <laughs> and then Jesus, and then shake it off. The end. Dad walks in. I'm like, get out! <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare shit, dude. Bedpans not not for the rich. <laughs> Bedpans not bougie. I can guarantee you that. And you're also, you, you piss when you shit. So it's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole right? thing, yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, Dave will be in charge of those in the NRL lock-in. <laughs> cool. Good for you, Dave. Yeah, good for you, Dave. Well done. Look, the offer's on the table. If the Rugby League Players Association want to sit down with us, we can we can broker that. That's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, We'd we can be happy to help. But I think that's the way that we move forward. I don't think that we want to keep this, you know, out in the open and he said this and... You There's enough that. going on, man. We don't need to get rid of fucking Vlandy's. Like, no, no, no. Well, Jesus Christ. Look, I think you just sit down and you, and you have mature conversations before you fucking go knifing people in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's what I'd say. I'd agree with that, Eddie. Couldn't agree more with that, to be honest. Um, is that rugby league? Yeah, mate. Oof, I burped as I said that. Shout out to Seafood Pizza. Dude, have you seen those next memes? Yeah. Oh, is that, is that what Dude, they're the best. They're so funny. Dude, but I was like, so I was going to start sharing it, but I was like, does anyone, I don't know how many of our audience remember the show or don't, like how niche it is. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't do, know the context, but they were fucking- Do you not know, remember Next? No. So that show was like a bus full of five dudes and all girls. And then there's one guy who's, um, you know, the person fucking picking their date. And so the bus, the next bus would rock up and then all the fucking gimps who are trying to get a date sitting on the bus, they're all talking like, oh shit, I wonder what she looks like. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, they're all, right. all fucking lemons. Yeah, they're all complete lemons. And then they're up, like they call the first guy up. And then as he's walking out of the bus, he walks out and it like freezes on him. It's like D or Dave, fucking 23, <laughs> does this, you know, but they're all dumb stats about yeah, him. Yeah. And then they go and they walk up to some really ridiculously preconceived setting where the, the chick's like sitting at like a roller skate rink, like <laughs> waiting to this date. And as she rocks up, if she, th you know, they, they pick some fucking real magoos as well. So this chick will be like, she can let the date go for as long as she wants. Then she can just say next and fuck them off. Or she can like- next. And so literally like as these guys are rocking up to like the date, like the, you'll walk up and the first thing she'll just see you get next. And they're like, oh, these guys get crushed. People get nexted before she's even seen. Yeah, yeah before she's even spoken even to them. They open their, eye, their mouth. It's and then the next loose. guy goes up and all this sort of shit. Anyway, in the punters and dribblers page on Facebook, the next memes have been next level. And maybe we should just share them across on the Instagram in the stories because they're fucking funny. There's some next great was ones. so, it was... I just remember it being so weird. It almost seemed scripted or like... Well, all those shows are scripted, but I don't think necessarily they were scripted in the sense of like... Like, do you remember to all the camera stuff they used to do? It was so fucking lame and weird. Yeah, yeah, it was lame. But like the producers going like, you've got to ham it up. Like it's all, it was ridiculous. But I think... It was ridiculous. I think the next thing was real. I think that they probably went like, cause I mean, they're also choosing like, okay, this chick is good looking and she's probably gonna be looking for a good looking guy. Here is a 500 pound fucking gamer who's just come out of his mum's basement and he's like, you know, and it's like, well, this guy's probably gonna get nexted. He's like yeah. dressed like a clown or something. And they're yeah. like, he waddles up and she's like, next. <laughs> he waddles up. Dude, Sticky, Sticky was fucking hilarious. Now I don't think anyone picked it up. Our cameras picked it up. As he was doing his press conference, I could almost hear the sound of a kettle boiling underneath his... Like, I don't know if that was him, like, emanating steam from the top of his head. Yeah. 
We've got like special mics. You can pick up that sort of sound. Podcast game, you got to. You got it. That's um, right. But he looked like he was doing his best to just keep a lid on it. Now, I don't know the specifics around Chernobyl, but like. Well, I think. When <laughs> the reactor's just trying to keep fucking a lid on it and yeah, trying to yeah. keep it cool and, you know. That, look, if they haven't started evacuating, they should. They should. It's only a matter of time. Because it'll data, happen. <coughs> the data coming back not looking good. No, it's looking terrible, terrifying. Now they've got the Broncos next week, I believe. Come on, Broncos! If that's a if that's an L, he might go. Yeah. No, they, they, got, they got a buy next week, and then they've got the Broncos. Yeah, right. Yeah. So at least the that should the the buy will ease some. Stress. Well, he gets two points for the buy. So that's a stress relief. A little bit. He's too. they're fourteenth, the Raiders. Yep. That's crazy town. Jeez. A lot happened with George Williams. I don't know if we really got to it because uh, that all happened, I think, after our last podcast, as it always does. But George Williams let go. Yep. James Hooper writing all that shit about him. I don't know where that all sits, to be honest. I don't even have another opinion on it. It just was all fucking like... Saw a thing actually about Wigan players. George Williams, John Bateman. There was a Burgess, not a Sam Burgess, but a uh, there was like a, another Burgess Luke? that wasn't related. Luke. No, like he wasn't related to Is him. There was another English Burgess, Joe Burgess, uh, and then Sam Tompkins, and maybe Zach Hardacre, I don't know, but all Wigan players all, uh, I think, had to have like their contract paid out to come to Australia, and then all went back to Wigan homesick. And then they were like, the whole thing was like, you know, Sam Tompkins, Wigan, da-da-da, Wigan, da-da-da, Wigan, Wigan. And then it was like, maybe we shouldn't be fucking getting players from Wigan. And then it was like the Tigers just signed some player from Wigan. I was like, God, these fucking dead shits. They're probably not homesick. They're probably win sick. Like, yeah. they're sick of losing. And yeah. they're like, I want to win again. Yes. Because Wigan fucking win all the time, I think. Yes. Mm. Well, I think a it, lack like, of you wins know, will Coming make over to Australia and going, I want to I want to prove myself to be a fucking elite player in the NRL. And when they turn out to be good but not great, maybe they're like, fuck it, I want to go back and win more Man of Steals and yeah. dominate. Why not? Still get paid a shitload of money. And, but like, be with your family. Paid in Euro or not Euro anymore. Paid in the pound. You're winning all the time. You're fucking, you're like a top five player in the comp. Yeah. Maybe that is more attractive than fucking Canberra where the weather's the same, but yeah. you're losing and... And your coach is a kettle. And your coach is a kettle, you know? Do you want to be coached by a kettle? Not I, necessarily. Not necessarily. I don't know, like... Some people might be, might be into fucking that sort of thing, you know? It's just a hard sell when it's like you're going, oh, yeah, come meet the coach, and it's just a kettle on the boil. <laughs> yeah. And you're going, What's, is he talking to me or is he just whistling? No, he's It's whistling. hard to understand what he wants me to do and he just... Yeah, it is. It is. But look, it is what it is. It is what it, it is. is. What it is. Uh, I reckon, considering that we have probably what twenty thousand dribbles, I don't know if there's anything else that we need to talk about. Dior, uh, do you care about the Reds one? Well, that was interesting. What was the score? It was forty thirty four in the end, but they were up like forty to nine. Rugby Union like has six. gone from three all draws to points of plenty. Yeah. Like, there's so many fucking points in these games. Mm. Even the Waratahs Crusaders was like 50-23 or something. What the fuck? Is it just they don't give a shit about defense? <laughs> Maybe. But so was that the one, the Reds one, that was where McKenzie was sent off for that red, yeah. right? Yeah. That high shot. See, that was a high shot. I don't mm. know what the fuck we're talking about. That was as high as it gets. Mm. Someone was pissed off about that checker or someone. Mm. Um, when do the Wallabies play? 
Um, they're playing France. Shout out to the France, Reds. France. Shout out to the Reds. Well done. Got a win because we were going to put a bet on that no Australian team won at all. Oh, no. I didn't like that. There Sounded was always like going to be a win. The li- I think the line's two and a half. They've got to get three wins mm. in the whole thing to... Right. Yeah. 7th of July. Okay. We've got a while to go. Mm. Um, sweet. Good on you, Reds. Well done. Let's move on. You don't want to talk about the game? I didn't see the game. Vunavalu scored a try. Oh, good on you, Sully. Yeah. I don't know. Anything else happened? Mm. Um, Guy got red carded, McKenzie. Yeah. It kind of kicked a goal, I think. Did he? I'll tell you what, McKenzie doesn't look like a rugby union player, but he is a phenomenal one. I will say that. Who? McKenzie. Duncan McKenzie? Damien. Damien McKenzie. That was not intentionally (laughs) disrespectful. Uh, But he's like a fucking all black from hell, but... Doesn't to me just doesn't look like a footballer. It looks like a bit of a nerd. And then you're like, shout out to nerds. That's not a that's not a judgment thing. He's a bit too good looking to look like a traditional nerd. I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about him that I'm like, you don't look like a footballer, but you are one hell of a footballer. Mm. Again, what do I know? Not much. Let's dribble. New South Wales. We're the Blues. Queensland, you gotta lose. Well done. Good start. Fucking love that. For those of you that don't know, the Wiggles uh, actually wrote New South Wales' new theme song. Mm. Well, it's new in the sense that when the star tried to do it last year, we got it replaced. So that's that. But da da da. Well, the star did their version, and we Which were like, "That was fucking horrendous." Surely there's something else. We all bleed blue. That was horrible. <laughs> we fell into the Wiggles. Well, a great Australian product, mm. New South Wales fans. Well, it's our biggest musical export all time. Correct. So I'm probably going to put my fucking weight behind them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And they've got it right. They've nailed it. It's a fucking track. It's a track. I can't even remember that bleed blue song. We all bleed oh, blue. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And, you know, they got, like, fucking Willie Mason playing guitar and fucking Freddie, I think, played a double guitar. The Inspired Unemployed did some shit. That was their attempt to get young people into it. That's, like, every brand's attempt. Like, the Inspired Unemployed, it's, like, they're fucking hilarious and they're the young people, like, love them. And so it's, like, well, look, let's get a bunch of old footy players and then just get the Inspired Unemployed. And you're, like, well, okay, but the thing's shit. So you should have got them to come up with it. Maybe that would have been funny. Anyway, let's move on. Hey, boys, Ironside here. Um, just uh, going through this medium. Hey, Nick, um, your gutters that you need done. Uh, it's obviously, it's the whole house gutters. Uh, they've allowed for four days for two guys um, with a boom lift. So it's going to be somewhere between nine and ten grand. Um, so the boys are going to take 30% of that. So that's three grand for them. Um, look, I think we're going to make a good net profit here. Uh, oh, shit, shouldn't have told Nick that. Um, anyway... Thanks, Nick, for getting right back to me. Haven't received any fucking phone calls. Anyone needs any uh, plumbing work done? We're pretty busy, but we'll, we'll fit you in somewhere. Tom Eddie, always free plumbing advice, as you know. Uh, answered many a question from uh, Tom, who really has no fucking idea how to fix anything. But, hey, we, we, we're always impressed by him. Jack uh, Hammer soon. Love your work. Be soon. Bye. Good. That was, look, for those listening last week, obviously we had a guy calling in to speak to Ironside about getting his fucking gutters cleaned or some shit. Mm. 
Ironsides then come back. Ten grand, I think it's going to cost. That them. sounds pretty competitive. Sounds pretty fair. Ironside, uh, obviously, making some good coin in the plumbing, the plumbing biz. He's knocking back work. Yeah, if you're uh, looking for a, a plumber in North Sydney, Ironside, Google it. He's your man. He, uh, I will DM, DM him all the time when my like fucking taps are leaking and shit. Like my shower, my last apartment, my shower is leaking for fucking like two days, and I'm like, bruh, what the fuck's going on here? Because the real estate agent were taking like a couple of days to send a plumber or some shit. And he was like, I can come out and fucking help you. I was like, nah, I feel bad. But I should have taken him up on the offer. Anyway, good to know. 10 grand. 10 grand. Reasonable. Competitive. Yep. <laughs> Tom, Eddie, Dale. So keep your mail on everyday food dribbler here. <laughs> um, last week you asked why Clive Palmer owns the Southport Tigers. Uh, apparently it's because he used to play on the wing there in the 70s. Then when he became rich, he's uh, bought the club. I absolutely rate that. I'd do the same thing if I got rich. Shout out to the Brighton Roosters and Freddie the Groundskeeper. My question probably for Dior is uh, what grade do you reckon he played in and, and how would he have gone? Um, as a secondary question, what do you think of uh, Buzz Rothfield's suggestion this week that the game should have a maximum 30-metre kickoff to reduce uh, contact? Um, man-on-man action in hell soon uh quite never um that's wild i didn't hear buzz say that mm. me neither i'm gonna have to look this up now that's dumb that is dumb that's dumb that's just dumb uh dave i don't know what he asked you about clive well what grade do i reckon he played in whatever the lowest was one below that ah uh, yes love that lefty dave well, no, that's not even me as a no, lefty. That's me being like, do you reckon Clive Palmer was a good winger? No, I no, don't. But, you know, so. he could have he could have blown out. He could yeah. have blown out late. I'm in the midst of a blowout. Fucking pizzas on the side. I think, I think Clive blew out late. Yeah. I think he was all right in his 30s. Or like Might have been. Low like, 30s. The billionaire life will blow you out. I think in his 20s he was all right. I think he's run into some coin. And I think he's eaten Red fucking wine and really well. Bread tastes nice. Let's just be honest. It's good. So this Buzz Roth- Rothfield thing, I think what he's seen was from an article from July 2019. Okay. Because that's what I've seen here. And it's like, Buzz, six radical rule changes that would help make the NRL safer. Um, so 25-meter kickoffs, 12-a-side teams, tackle below the armpits, limit of two per tackle, reduce the 10-meter offside rule to seven meters, Reduce the interchange. Ah, uh, dribble. Dribble, 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 dribble. Let's move yeah. on. I will make a note to everyone listening that we have been absolutely pumped for dribbles this week. Now, has it got a lot to do with Manly losing? Possibly there's going to be a lot of licks, but the sheer weight of dribbles we've got to go through, uh, we will be ruthless. Yeah, we're going to have to be. And we're probably going to spend fucking 10 minutes on each dribble. Correct. Mm. So there's that. Just hold on two seconds, dear. Shout out to QP Mayo though. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to QP Mayo. QP mm. Mayo is a fucking really great mayonnaise. And it's HP barbecue there. sauce. That was. Did you see the dude yeah, who posted his, his um, like his rankings list for all the sauces and mustards and oh, Chinese yeah, last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah. I forgot that about was that. Fucking good. I forgot about that. I should have fucking got that yeah. up. Right. All good. Keys been found. Keys, you lost your keys, mate. Nah, I. She was like, where's the key? And I'm like, it's got to be my jacket. Then she couldn't find the jacket. I'm oh, like, no. It's in the washing basket. Oh, no. All found. Nightmare fuel. Right it. Let's roll. Tom, Eddie, Dior, 
punters and dribblers. It's the stats man, and I just wanted to ring in a quick stat for anyone who's bounced out and struggling on a Monday morning about the greatness of Don Bradman to help you get through the day. The Don batted 80 times in test cricket. If we reincarnated him right now and he batted another 44 more times, so that's both innings for 22 test matches, a couple of years or more at least, and in every single one of those innings, he got out for a duck, only then would his average finally fall to below Steve Smith's. Oh, my God. Wow. Holy shit. How many innings? <laughs> 40? 44? Yeah, 22 test matches, so two innings in each. Yeah, 44. 44. So another, so to have, so 22 straight, wait, 22 test 44 matches, 40 straight ducks. 44, 44 straight, straight ducks. ducks, yeah. So that is fucking insane. That's a great stat from Statsman. Unbelievable. Short, sharp, to the point. I was like, where's he going mind. with this one? I was thinking that could be three days worth of fucking stats. He just went, let me drop some on you. Fuck me. That's a great stat. Shout out to Statsman. Let's move on. We got lots of these. Sorry for Braden who can't hear anything that's going on. And he's like, what's the fucking stat? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to listen back. Tom. Eddie, Dior, um, there's a two-drink blackout dribbler here. <laughs> um, just coming back from the missus' house, I uh, just had a quick question. I was smelling my shirt, smelling my undies, just to make sure they were clean, you know. Um, like to re-wear clothes, so just the sniff, if it passed the sniff test, all good with me. She called me a fucking weirdo. Um, so two questions, really. First question is, is that weird? Um, to me, I don't think it fucking is, but whatever. And two... Do you do it? Right, yeah. Mainly 13 plus. Be soon. Progress spoon soon. Do I sniff my own underwear to see if it's clean or not? Yeah, I've been known to do that. Fucking oath. Particularly if I've like come back from a weekend away, I'm like, and I, I pack like eight pairs of undies. Yeah. I'm like, you never know. No, I'm with you there. And then I'll be like, which ones have I worn and which yeah. ones I haven't? And it's pretty fucking simple. See, this is the problem, not having a sense of smell in that exact scenario where like you go, all right, I bought all my undies basically yeah. this trip. <laughs> yeah. And now I come back and I don't know which ones now that are dirty, yeah, yeah. which ones are. So I always have to chuck them all in the yeah, wash. Yeah, and it's Monday and I, now I don't have any now to wear. I don't, now I'm wearing some old, like some fucking- I know that most, like six of the eight are clean. Like yes, you, exactly. Most of them are clean, but I now have got them all jumbled up. I'm now having to put on undies from like John Howard era. Like these undies have been going around since mm, he was PM. You, bu- you put on your emergency, Your emergency John Howard era underpants yep. and you just have to roll with it. They're usually ones you'll wear to bed, you know. Oh, what I would say about the sniffing of them, sniff them in your own space. You know what I mean? Like don't do it publicly. Don't, don't, not, at, not at the kitchen table or something, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. No. Wouldn't do it outside. I probably wouldn't do it in a cafe or a restaurant. No, no, no. Don't just go like, oh, let me just check before I go home and mm. sniff a fucking bunch of dirty undies. I get my <laughs> missus to smell my shirts because, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, outside of the example we're talking about with coming back from somewhere and all your undies are fucked, or they're not, but they are just by virtue of the fact you don't know. <laughs> like, I know which undies I've worn at home, so I know they're done. Once It's a one-and-done policy. No, no. Once, they're, once, once, once something goes into my fucking, like, washing basket... Or on the floor. If it's on the floor, then it's I've worn done. It. 
So the really the only scenario that I can think of where it's relevant is the coming back from a weekend but away. But like that's just purely for undies though, right? Because for a t-shirt, I'd be like, I wore this fucking. Once I throw it into the fucking. Yeah, but do you? Are you a clan freak? Like, do you throw everything from? If I wear a shirt for an the, hour, yeah, then I'm like, I just assume it's sweet. But what I mean is, do you know what I mean? If I wear it all day, she goes in straight in off the body and straight into the full day, basket. full day on the tools. See you later. Right, I get that, but I am a fucking messy individual, so I just throw shit on the floor. Mm. No, right, I've got a washing basket. Well, so do I, but That's I still I throw it on the floor, yeah. okay, and then I'm- I. I pick up fucking clothes off the floor and put them back on. Like right next to my bed, I just got a pile of shit and Steph's like, bro, this is fucked. Yeah, I don't operate that way. No, I see you as a bit more of a- uh, Yeah, so I can't speak to that. Because I'll have to take a t-shirt and I'll be like, can you smell this please? Is it bad? She'll be like, no, you're good. Or get that thing away from me. It smells like fucking shit. The problem I have, again, not being able to smell is shoes, socks, smelly feet. I get fucking, now that it's the winter months, feet aren't sweating because everything's cold. So it's all right. But I get like very stressed going to like someone's house or something. It's like shoes off inside. I'm like, I don't know if you want that. I don't know if you want that, but I'm also not going to know if I reek. And when I do reek at home, Steph's like, this is the worst smell I've ever had in my life. Like it's, it's vinegary, she says. And I don't know what that means, but not good. So not nice. Anyway, let's, let's spend 10 minutes on every dribble. I think that's a really good idea. (laughs) Sometimes you have to. I know, dude. I know. If it's a shit dribble, it just gets cut. Just yeah. Cut yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, Eddie. First time caller. Don't know what to fucking say. With all these sin bins in the rugby league, I was thinking maybe to help everyone out, they could do something like the ice hockey. So if you get sent for 10 and then they get scored on, that player comes back onto the field. So then you've got the advantage. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I don't hate that idea. Mm. I don't hate that idea at all. 10 minutes in the bin, if the opposition scores, the player comes straight back on. Has to be a try though, not a penalty. Yeah. I, don't I like it. that. Because then you've fucking, you've taken your You've advantage. taken a serious fucking advantage. Yeah. Six point advantage. Then again, I guess, but like, I mean, if they've wiped out a player for the game, I don't know. It's hard to know. But I don't hate that. I think they've got to come up with some sort of solutions like this. They've got to think of something. They've got to think of something uh, more than just what's happening because it seems like... I don't mind five minutes. They scored... Man, Manly got two tries scored on us uh, when Kepi went off yesterday. Again, Kepi, like he broke the rules, but it's, you know, I, I think there's something more could be done. Yeah. I don't mind that idea. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Gents, the chat re Cameron Bancroft and Leo DiCaprio movie, just thinking obvious movie title... The ban in the iron mask. <laughs> the what in the iron mask? The ban in the in the iron mask. Oh yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Mm. Whip it up. Whip up the meme, bro. Yeah, g'day guys. Tom Eddie. It's uh, Paper Gate Dribbler here. I just wanted to touch on Brooks Kepka getting fucking absolutely dad dicked around the course on Sunday by a, basically a geriatric. Like, <laughs> just his dad dick aura around the 18 holes just made him choke, I think, and just couldn't get it over the line in the end. Anyways, uh, that's all I've got to say. Sandpaper, paper gate, dribbler, out. Um, he did get dad dicked by a geriatric, did Brooks Kepka. Uh, more interesting than that, I think, because we sort of were on air when that happened, but was Brooks... Reaction to Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, so good. That was so funny. 
There's a lot of disdain there. He fucking hates him. I tell you what's crazy, man. So like that video went viral. We put it up on our uh, on our gram. Like fucking everyone had it on their Instagram. All the golf meme pages and shit. Because it was like a um, it was like an off cut that I don't think was ever used in any of the sort of any golf dot com promo or whatever the fuck whoever was filming it. Um, so it was something that was sort of leaked. Once it went viral. The PGA or someone basically killed it and made it like a copyright video. So it got taken down off our thing. Like we got a copyright infringement on our fucking Instagram and all this shit. And I was like, man, that is just like for a sport that seems a little wooden and like, you know, struggling to engage in the younger audience. Mm. That sort of rivalry is fucking great. Like Mm. why would you? I don't know. It's old people that run, that like, old people make some fucking dumb decisions and it feels like that was just a funny fucking video. Now, like, I want to see next time they play against each other. Like, I want to see them, you know. It's an opportunity miss. Fucking massive opportunity miss. But it is what it is. That's rigid old people making rigid old decisions, you know. Well said, Eddie. Tom, Eddie, Theo Dave, Theo Capitano, the no-nonsense dribblers here. Just a quick shout to all my no-nonsense dribblers listening to the potty. Now, I am a Parrot fan and I was shedding some tears after getting done by Manly the other weekend. But as I was contemplating if Parrot would win the comp before the sun explodes, this thought just came across my mind and I don't think it was brought up in the previous podcast, I'm pretty sure. Now, I'm not sure if you guys noticed during the Parrot versus Manly game when Garrick was about to take the conversion right at the end of the first half. And as soon as he was about to kick the fucking ball, the halftime siren went off and he missed the kick. Now, I had a good laugh when I saw it, and even Garrick put his arms up after he took the kick and was like, what the fuck was that, mate? Um, Now, I reckon that was done on purpose. Surely the person who presses that button for the siren was a parasan, and he was probably thinking, you know what? Fuck Manly. I'm going to try to put him off with this kick. Um, anyway, big yarn. Just seeing if you guys saw it and had a Tasty laugh. Also. Thanks for listening. Love Nathan Brown. Hate Walker Blake. Always leaving Fergo high and dry on that right wing. Please, please get out of my club. Paro Premiership before the sun explodes. Beer soon. Cheers, fellas. Of course he did it on purpose. Of course he did it on purpose. And that's also one of the most, like, uh, that couldn't reinforce more the fact they've got 500 billion years before they ever win a comp because they're already ner- – that's, that's, that's nerves. I said that I saw Hope leave Parramatta when Manly pumped them. Yep, and it left them. And then when, and then when the Rabbitohs go out there and fucking make a mockery of them again, you're like, okay. There we go. Manly stole their soul. There we go. There we go. We've been saying it all year that Parramatta doesn't have it, and now it's just proof again. Yeah, I, again, I like a lot of the Parramatta players. I it's just not don't, about them. It's just it's about not, everything. It's about calling it how we see it, and I just don't think you can win the comp. No. Um, Ever. But that again. guy absolutely did that on purpose to Garrick because he's a fucking weak dog, like the club. No offence. <laughs> no offence. Tom, Eddie, Dior. This is the Warriors day one dribbler. Um... And you boys were talking recently um, on the Beats podcast about um, the Fox Sports journalist who's close with Ricky Stewart, a well-respected journalist within Fox Sports. Um, I believe 
I believe the journalist in question is actually Paul Kent. Um, he's actually said a number of times on the NRL 360 show that he's close friends with Sticky and um, that he calls them on a quite regular basis. So if he is the leak at Canberra, then there very much could be true that he's leaking information to Paul Kent. But I did want to get on to a question um, in the same sort of world, I suppose. Um, is James Hooper now or quickly becoming a bigger piece of shit than Phil Rothfield? Um, given all that's happened over the past couple of years, I think he's trying to uh, dethrone Phil Rothfield, if you will. All right, boys, let me know what you think. Um, like the Pommy Warriors dribbler to start. I like the fly. A, I'm a big a fan. bloody cultural mixing. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm nice. a huge fan. Uh, look, good question. Interesting, um, you know, connection there. Sticky, Paul Kent, good mates apparently. I don't know. Is he the leak? If Ricky's the leak, is it going to – I mean, it's all fair questions. Would you trust Paul Kent if he said, like, I'm mates with him? Or is that like ScoMo saying he's mates with you guys? Uh, no, I think – No, I would believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I heard that, I would believe that. I yeah, don't think that that I would think lie, so. if that was the case. Um, in terms of Hooper being a piece of shit, I've said this before. I've worked with Hooper, and as a man, he's a good man, like a nice guy. I got on with him. Same with Kenty. But in the rugby league world, it's shark central, and they they go to another level, right? So, like, if you're if you're just a if you're just an outside person or just a rugby league fan, and you're judging these two on the way they conduct themselves, rugby league in the rugby league world, then I can understand why you're... Why well, you have that opinion. Yes. Um, look, Buzz so Hooper, Rothfield... Hooper, goes, Hooper has his opinions, obviously, yeah. and he's entitled to them. And when he has one, he goes fucking hard. He goes hard. And look, again, there's a part of me that loves the circus, right? Like that's sort of what it's, it's about. It's all part it's of it. It's all part man. of it. It's all part of it. And I get players don't like it. And I get that George Williams is like, what the fuck? Or if you're a Canberra player and you're like, why is all this shit leaking? And then these journos write mean-spirited shit. Or like, you know, seemingly like under-researched or it's like one-sided and, you know. I mean, fuck, you, it's hard. Like you can't. It's certainly fucking one-sided. certainly one-sided. But like. I think you can you can absolutely call him a piece of shit, right? Like in terms of, like I don't think you can necessarily argue people's feeling about that um, because of the way that they see it, right? Like, um, and the way that sometimes the journos handle themselves. Mm. Is Hooper coming for Buzz's throne? I think was the other question. Buzz pretty fucking good. Long way to go. Long way to go to get Buzz. Buzz old and red and falling apart a little bit, which is what's maybe keeping his longevity because he starts like losing his train of thought on air and fucking doesn't realize that print is slower than fucking TV. And he's like, well, I'm actually going to have it in the paper the next day. Like, well, you just said it on TV, Buzz. So you've already, you've already broken the story. You've already said nah, but I've written about it. No, we get that. You've written about it, but that won't be out till tomorrow. And this is on TV. This so, is happening now. Yeah. Someone said something along the lines of like, since Cam Smith retired and like people kind of like the Storm team now, they've got no one to pick on. So they're just trying to find like some new area. Some other thing to go Consistently like go on. But it's like, funny to go at the- Well, the high tackles work, but to go again, who knows if it would be crazy if Ricky is leaking shit about his own club to the media. That then And like he's cool for the, unless he's just trying to paint the narrative of the players, right? Like as Ricky, do you know what I mean? Ricky's, 
I don't has Ricky been sacked for not being good or has he always like kind of chose to leave? Because like his well, record, if you look at Ricky's coaching record, we've gone through this a couple of years ago. His record is pretty fucking bad. He has won a premiership, right? It was his first year at the Roosters. But like his record is so bipolar. Was he sacked at the Roosters? Was he sacked at the Sharks? Potentially sacked at uh, the Roosters. Sacked from the Roosters, contract was terminated and he left two weeks before the end of the 06 season. Was that what when Freddie then became the coach? He, uh, no, 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 no. Was he sacked at the later. Sharks? Um, sharks, Stewart leaving the club, ended yet another prematurely. Uh, it looks like... Uh, it looks like he left on his own accord, but there was bad feelings. Ended yet another tenure prematurely and at loggerheads with club's ex- executive members and players. Yeah. Um, Parramatta, he quit. Yeah, yeah the other Raiders. There's, they're just never. He always seems to like survive. Even like he's he got that one premiership in his first year. No doubt he gets teams up. Like I think he got the Sharks to a semi, and then he got the Raiders to a grand final and a semi. Yeah. But other than that, like, and he's probably made some finals and shit. But like, he's been. Down and up and down. Well, he and went. Up gra- and he, well, he went fucking win, then grand final, grand final. Yes, mm. he's been to four grand finals. Yes. one of them. But those three, like those Roosters ones as well, were a team where they should have probably won all fucking three of them. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. Roosters, he had a sixty percent win rate. Sharks, he had a forty-two percent. Parramatta, twenty-one, and Canberra, he's sitting at fifty-one percent now. So in danger of dropping below there. What was his rate? Fifty-one percent's not horrendous. No, it's not. For that's Raiders. pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But also in that time, he's been to like three preliminary finals with them. Look, he's, he, he got Canberra to a grand final. I'm mm. not saying, you can't shit on him completely like as a coach, but he does seem to be one that like survives. He always, he, and so where, if, he, if you were to say that, if people are saying he's the one that's leaking to Kenty, it could be because they want to, it's, it's all fucking falling apart at, in the nation's capital and it's better to have the players look like the assholes than the coach in the public eye because that will dictate whether he can get another job if it all goes tits up. Mm. But who the fuck knows? Anyway, good question. Another 10 minute response. Um, we'll be here for a month. It's a fucking hell. That was Look such boys. a long response. Yeah. Look boys, I'll keep this one short because no one likes a long joke. Tom, Eddie, and Dior amongst his bong smoke. It's Thursday night footy. If this multi doesn't get up, I'm sure to be broke. I better stop into the bottle and jam my fingers in six blokes. My missus wants to watch some dumbass fucking Netflix show. Without me even saying, she looks at my disgusted face and yells, your team's not even playing. She knows nothing of my betting habits or my super coach fame. I just traded everyone for Tommy Turbo. I've got a $50 bono riding on this game. So punters and dribblers, I simply ask you this. How am I able to watch eight games a weekend and avoid the nagging from this Tom Travoyevich? <laughs> All the Bradman best. Fears soon. Netflix rom-coms never. Bonus bet dribbler. <laughs> I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. That was funny. Liked it. Liked it. Let's move on. It wasn't really a question in there. Just a nice little fucking wordplay. Kept mm-hmm. it short and sharp. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior Dave. Um, memory loss dribbler here. I uh, just finished listening to the podcast and the talk about the 2004 Australian Cup won by Lonro being the best race call of all time. And I'd like to weigh in with my opinion. I believe that um, Darren Flindell's call of Chautauqua winning his third TJ Smith stakes in a row in 2017 is the best race call of all time. 
I know that. That's a good well, like It's good, but it's not as good. Can he do it? Chautauqua. He's flying. It's yes. good. It's a hell of a call. It's a hell of a call. But the Lonroy one's better. There's a little rendition for you. It's a hell of a call. Because you know the the one the Lonroy one's better. I've got a bit of a story to share about probably the most jubilee thing I've ever done. A couple of months ago, I was at a twenty first. Pretty late, it's pretty blind. Me and one of my mates uh, found Dan Flindell's Facebook account and then proceeded to message him with what I can say was nothing but complete and utter dribble. And astonishingly, he replied. Anyway, uh, you always can take that as a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you soon. Right. We will. Yes, we will. Uh, yeah. Listen. I'll tell you why I think that the Lonro one's better. Because during all of it, like he gets checked twice and he's fucking on top of that. And then he's when he's like, and the crowd roaring, go, Lonro, go. I'm like, that's fucking elite. I love it. Maybe we can put them both up. We'll put them both put up. Them both and, then up. and then you guys vote. Yep. Love it. So this one's a double. No. Nah. I can see. No. Nah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Maybe, because I can see the second one is a short one, which just says, please disregard that last one. So well, let's just check the I first one. Check if you're it. asking to yeah. please disregard, <laughs> I think we definitely regard. Does he shoot himself and, and Tom, Eddie, the day. Uh, so I think a stack of dribbler here. Um, just wondering, boys, I know we're going to say as your clientele is going to be bigger and your fan base is going to be bigger. Just a thought, what would you guys think about doing a like an urban dictionary for all the lingo you, you guys use on the show? Um, I, know, I know when I'm trying to explain a bit of stuff with some new people, um, about your terminology and stuff, it's a bit hard to define a few things, so... I don't know. Just an option. Just throwing it out there. Um, bring back uh, sleep and scooter dribbler soon. Um, Manly thirteen plus. Uh, Cowboys thirteen plus. Broncos beers never. See ya. It was a good dribble. I don't why, know. Why, why, do, why do we disregard that? That was fine. Let's just listen to it. The disregard dribble. Second one. Yeah. Get that, boys. Uh, please disregard that last one. Fuck! I just fucked it again. Sorry, boys. What's he talking about? It was a good dribble. Back yourself, lad. I'm confused. Maybe he fucked it. I don't know. Because there's no way you could ask for that other one to be disregarded. It was no, sad. no, no. I'm confused now. Um, yeah, look, people have been asking for a bit of a fucking diction- HSP dictionary for a while. And maybe it's something we need to get a, get a wriggle on. Just a little online downloadable mm. glossary of terms. Glossary of terms, yeah. Just put it in, in the link tree and the link in the bio. Yeah, we've worked on one in the past. It, it didn't get very far because it, it didn't get very far. Fucked. It's like an English dribbler, dribbler English dictionary. Yeah, I think maybe we put it up in the punters and dribblers mm-hmm. page where we just go like, comment the link, like the HSP lingo and the definition as you see it. And if it sort of aligns, we might need to work it a little bit, but mm. we can go from there. Yeah, maybe it's also you, something that we forget about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, there's heaps of terms that we don't use anymore that we've you used just in sort the past. Of, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's like flavor of the month stuff, really. Yeah, but I think that's the way to go. We'll start that on the P's and D's page. And yeah, if someone can drop in as many, anyone just drop in, comment your fucking your lingo, and if it's good enough, we'll like if it's a lingo, we'll decide what goes in there because we might forget. Like, we might be like, that's not really one. But anyway, see the lingo, it's not. Yep. Let's move on. Good question. Back yourself. Don't please disregard. Tom and Eddie, Steve here of. Behind the glass at the Cowboys' fame. Uh, being that it is Indigenous round, 
just wanted to know from both of you, who is your favourite Indigenous player of all time? GI. Myself, it doesn't fucking matter. Interested to hear what you guys have got. Yeah, now. I think probably I think Greg. I fucking love Greg. Gi was my Gi was one of my is one of my favorite players all time. But Gi obviously Indigenous round. He's I think he's the greatest fucking Indigenous player ever. Artie Beats and Mal Meninga fucking. Oh well, I didn't get to, I didn't get to Thurston. see I didn't get to see Artie though. Like he's Bro, but he, it's different. Like, but he's I, revered. I know he's revered. But if we're talking about best player ever, like obviously you can't compare errors. But Greg Inglis, in terms of naturally gifted, when he was at his peak of his powers, which is like when we were around, we're not too dissimilar in age, right? Like when we were sort of finishing school or maybe like, like 2006 is sort of when he came onto the scene. Mm. He was fucking ripping from an 18, from the age of 18, had like the best fend of all time where it was like, he could fend across his body and just butts cunts. He dominated Origin, he dominated Rugby League, he dominated for Australia. He's the most damaging ball runner of all time. Do you know that try that he get, like that is now shown, it was in the centenary test when Australia were wearing the, blue and the maroon and he jumps over the line and throws that ball back in yeah. mm. that by today's standards probably isn't even that crazy like it looks cool but by today's standards they're doing some fucking flip shit and it was like he was like one of the first players doing anything like that yeah he was like part of the new generation of athlete and Today, the shit he does still stands up. That try against the Broncos. Oh my god, bro! The one that gets shown all the time. He gets shown all the time, and then he get cl- he gets clipped in the corner when he puts and the ball down, and then just yeah, like slides and then up. pops up onto his feet. I'm like, every bro. single thing about that was majestic. It was fucking hectic. The tries when he played uh, in in the grand finals, right? The one against where they beat Manly in, in oh 07. down the sideline, mm. fucking palms yeah. the yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. the big and then fin from hell, palms Robbo, I think, and then just looks at the sideline, running down the sideline, <laughs> looking at it, and then runs around and scores. Like, and he was playing five eight that game, and he's playing he five eight, five eight center fullback. Yeah. He dominated in all fucking positions. That's why. That's why I think he's better than Thurston because of in terms of the totality of his footballing ability. Thurston, the greatest. Indigenous playmaker, second behind Joey all time. But GI, the most complete footballer, uh, yeah. arguably ever, certainly from an Indigenous standpoint, mm. in uh, my opinion. Um, yep, yeah, I agree with all that. People's champion, George Rose, though. 100%. Love George Rose. Oh, the people's champ. Twinkle yeah. toes, Georgie Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to George. Tom, Eddie, Dior, the Angeles is a dribble here. I'll follow up on the yarn about. Um, oh, no, no. Sorry, lounge lizard. Not good enough. Not good enough. Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's, uh, shit himself on the piss dribbler is. <laughs> oh um, shit myself on the piss fame. Um, <laughs> basically, I've, uh, I've shit myself on the piss. <laughs> a couple of years ago up at Bathurst. Oh, on the piss, skinful, lathered, Captain Morgan. Climbed a trailer. Fell off the cunt and shit myself on impact. Oh so God. I was on the piss. And um, it's basically saying if, you know, I look like a bloke that's fucking shit himself on the piss. Right? And looking around the room, there's got to be at least one of you. So any of you blokes shit yourselves on the piss? Oh and when God. was it, Eddie? <laughs> boys and shitting themselves on the piss soon. Wow. Wow. He, I, uh, he did. That was funny. That I was haven't good. shit myself in the piss. No, I haven't. I haven't either. And I'm a man that's, you know, not. not I've shit it. myself, but not on the piss. Correct. Barley no, which belly. Which is the key ingredient. Barley belly on my birthday. Ooh. Ella brought it back. I didn't even get to go. Gave it to me. 
I shit myself you, you, on the way to the bar. Like I woke up and was like, holy fuck. And I didn't quite make it to the toilet. That's the only time I've shit myself. Oh, bro, I've shit myself multiple times. Yeah, we know that. We've That's been what through I mean. It many, I'm not about to times. go through all of the times I've done it. We almost go through your history. Well, they ask. Fuck we get, once a month. We get asked about pooing. Like, I can't help it. I'm just, I'm prone. But we won't go through it again. Haven't done it on the piss, though. Um, I think that was it. Was it? But is there a dribbler who shit himself on the piss? Almost certainly. I think he was just asking about us. Dave, you? I've never, no. Braden, obviously you're not on mic, but if you shoot yourself on the piss. No. no. Okay, there you go. Matt? So no. you're- No, Matt's not no, here. Matt's gone. Four nose, man. Four nose. <laughs> yeah. That's just you, dude. Might just be you, mate. I would love to know how it happened, like him shitting on impact though. Did that cushion his fall or was No, it- I think it was like, you know when someone, you like if you were to land on the ground, like- you, you kind of tense up. It's like exploding, so you, yeah, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah. Anyway, don't yeah. even. That's that. that's the sort of quality content you can get yeah. here. Yeah, g'day boys. Outback dribbler here. No, I haven't. You haven't heard from me for a while. Just got a little bit of a gripe. Um, why is Saint PVL the man who saved the game from the depths of coronavirus, copping all the heat of this high tackle stuff? Who the hell is Andrew Abdo? Before we had St. PVL, we had Todd Greenberg of Jason Statham fame to blame <laughs> for all the things that went to shit in NRL. Why is St. PVL copying all the heat? What about Andrew Abdo? Beers soon. Beers never, Dave. See you, boy. Abdo's certainly not as visible as Greenberg was. No, well, it's kind of changed, though. The commission chairman's almost become the head of the game now as opposed to the CEO. Yeah. And Abdo's doing a good job. Like, I think they, they both are, but I think that's it. PVL's got the bigger dick. It's a dick-based thing, I think. Isn't it like Abdo? I feel like we've been through this before, but isn't Abdo kind of more looking after, like, the financials and the logistics-wise thing and PVL's a bit more hands-on? I mean, yeah, like, certainly, but it's never been that way. But, he, yeah, yeah. but Pete wouldn't be the day-to-day yeah, nah. operations. No. No. Pete's, Pete's high-concept stuff. Yeah. yeah. Big dick business. Mm. Hey boys, big fan, short time never. Um, oh, it's the Happy Meal Dribble here. Um, just want to basically get your opinion on what your favourite Happy Meal toys over the years have been. For me, this, you know, the, the Snoopy sliced peanut toys are up there. Had them all. The dogs with big mm-hmm. noses are good, but 2000 and um, 2000 Sydney Olympics, that just had a vibe. And uh, yeah, for me, that's God tier. Anyway, love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Steed and Dribbler, get back to that girl. You let go. Crispy M&M, he's right about Crispies, but he's a fuckwit. Um, yeah, thanks, boys. Um, sharks forever. Now we never. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the little football for me was the fucking game. Oh, do you remember the little... I remember those. You get the little squishy ones. Yes, the little like... They were so Squishy sick. football. And that all the teams, it was like all the te- old teams in Chibron it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steelers and stuff like that. Mate, that was the best. That was for me the best. Used to play, uh, used to score like grubber tries in the hallway at home. That was like the thing that I used to just kick the ball up and down the hallway. Dude, that's such good those. memory from you. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. That was the best thing they ever released. The squishy football is the best toy. But now I think legally they can't do toys with Happy Meals because it's like an inducement for kids. It's like, it's like betting companies can't offer bonus bets because it's like inducing you to punt. Are you telling me you can't get Toys anymore. No, you don't meal. get toys with Happy Meals. Really? Yeah. Like, the, they take away any responsibility from the fucking parent. Like, hey, maybe don't take your kids to McDonald's because, like, 
Mm. Don't like if you don't want them to get fat and eat bad food. Don't take them to McDonald's. Don't ru- don't rob them of a childhood memory of like dope fucking McDonald's toys, Happy Meal toys. They were fucking awesome. You didn't care about the meal. You wanted the fucking toy. It wasn't even like, oh, give me a burger. But also like, a little a little Mac is here and there aren't killing anyone. Well, if it is, then why is it legal? <laughs> no. Like they don't ban the toys from the fucking Kinder Surprise. Exactly. Chocolate. Exactly. It's yeah. crazy. They've robbed children of their fucking- So you've so that's a fact? No toys? Uh, yeah, dude, no toys. Do your own research, but I'm almost 100% certain. But you're not certain. Uh, I'm, I'd say I'm 90% certain you aren't allowed to sell toys with Happy Meals because it's an inducement for kids. Yeah. Yeah, this is looking likely, um, all the things say here, October 2017. Yeah. Happy what Meal toys go What fucking fat loser is like put, staking their flag in that? Oi, this bloody, like I can't, it's like someone who can't have, doesn't have control of their kids going like, well, the toys making them want a Happy Meal. It was just, like, get a fucking grip, mate. Happy Meal is one of the great marks. Like, in terms of a name. Oh, it's great. It's dude. so good. It's one of the best. Happy, happy meal. meal. And it was a happy meal. It was so happy. I can't get over that footy. I'm thinking of that footy all the time. Yeah, I know. What happened to that footy? And it would, like, get holes in it and yeah, shit, and yeah, the yeah, fluff yeah. would come out. It would fall apart eventually, or your dog would get a hold of it and fuck it up. Oh. But those balls were... So sick. Legit, dude. Wouldn't mind... Maybe a Hello Sport footy. I'm pretty sure that it's only banned in what looks like California and Chile. But not in Australia. Not in Australia, I don't think. There you go. Still good. So you're telling me that you can still sell toys with a Happy Meal in Australia? I believe so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that to be true. Yeah, but the only reason I just was- Just Google like Happy Meals and see if they got toys. Because if they don't, then what? They've just discontinued toys with Happy Meals? But have you ordered a Happy Meal recently? Well, I, of course not. I'm an adult. But you've got a daughter. She's not eating fucking Happy Meals, bro. She's you not at that. When do you, eat, when do you start eating Happy Meals? she's got like fucking 10 teeth. And she's also, I mean, like when they're this young, you sort of just want to fill them with good shit. You know what I mean? Like- Yeah. They got the DC superheroes. There you go. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, pretty there lame. There you go. Lame. Get the footballs well, it's all back. like fucking corporate partnerships and shit. Minions, fuck that. No, they always did de- de- um, fucking movie. Like, Yeah, but they'd yeah. also do some weird ones. And you remember shit. when like, um, you know, Tarzan had come out and they did like a Tarzan toy. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good Toy gear. Story and shit. I don't know if they did Toy Story, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you can also get- Finding Nemo. You could get a book instead of a toy. Your choice. Lame. Well, Man. at least they've still got the toys. Yeah. But Nerds. I guess that's them bridging the gap between like, you know, oh, you don't want to entice them, get them a book because they won't want to Fucking that. get them a book. Oh, yeah. And here you go. You can have sliced apples instead of chips. Like, yeah. why don't you just fuck off? How about that? How about you just let me have an indulgence for one second in my life? I'm a child. I've come into a world with a fucking pandemic. You know what I mean? Like house prices are <laughs> through the fucking roof. I don't know where I'm going to bloody, you know, I'll mm. never live in a house that's owned by my parents. Let but, me have a fucking Happy Meal with a toy, please. Get me a McDonald's. Give me an NRL football. But also, if you're eating chips, you big fatty. Why can't I? Why exactly. do I have to have the apple? Yeah, what? Mum and dad are eating chips and nuggets and the fucking... They're still doing the cookies. Shout out to those. Underrated, but cookies. also not that good. I like Remember the Macca's little packets the, of cookies. Macca's did cookies that came in a box. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't. I never got them. Yeah, well, they were doing the cookie time McFlurries for a bit, but I never got No, one. no, not in the McFlurry, just like No, the no, but I think it was the cookies. same No, I know what you mean. They put the box of them. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Anyway, yeah. fucking let kids be kids. Give them a happy mm. meal. Yep. Jesus Christ. 10-minute response, but... Uh, that's all right, mate. <laughs> you know what? If they're good dribbles, they're going to get good responses. Yeah. 
It's just it was a complete waste of time because you do get a toy. You do get a toy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So we wasted. So we wasted time. Ninety percent sure I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I was like, I was thinking to myself, this cunt has got no idea. <laughs> I just picked it like a dirty nose. I'm 90, like, he's got no clue. Ninety percent sure I was that toys didn't go and have him meals. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Maybe you were only visiting Maccas in Chile. Yeah, so. that could have been the yeah. case. But I mean, it's just good to know where my fucking awareness is around <laughs> shit. I'm prepared to back myself ninety percent on something I was wrong at. So. <laughs> Go with me at your own peril. <laughs> oh, God. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave, how are we? It's the West Tigers till I die, Drew, by here, and I'm buzzing after watching us beat the Dragons last night. Now, my question to you is, can Tigers make the top eight if no, we see no. them continue this fight? No, next, 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 next. The answer's no. No. You'll come 10th. At best. So that's a No. Sorry, boys. Just good, 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 and at the fucking line, baby. Give us a yell. Give us a good, good, good. Uh, fuck knows how much. On the screen, it says it's beer time. Uh, sneaking a few car ones. Uh, lines, 50 plus. Uh, fucking no one knows else. Zero. Uh, yeah, lines, lines, lines. Uh, fuck the Broncos. Uh, beers always. Let's go. Okay, it sounds like an AFL dribbler. Interesting. Haven't seen you around these parts before, young AFL dribbler. Welcome. Oh, cool. uh, lines, lines, lines. So obviously he's a Lions supporter. He's not a Broncos supporter. Um, Good to know we're fucking sinking our, like getting our talons into the bloody AFL community. Like that. Love like that, that a lot. Good for you, young sir. What a what a what a fantastic young gentleman. Welcome. Who do the Lions beat? I think they'd be GWS. Okay, sweet. That might explain. It explains why I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, I was like Lions. until the end, and then I was like Lions. He's not talking about South African rugby, surely. Yeah, or the I British thought, and Irish Lions. I'm like, mm. they're not out here yet. <laughs> I thought it's he was saying lines. lines, 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 lines. There was lines. also that as well. I um, mean, not nah, fuck. They smashed the Giants, 129 to 65. Well, there you go. Lions, lions, lions. Mm. Shout out. Makes sense now. Yep, it does. <laughs> yeah, g'day, Eddie, Tom, Dior Dave. Love you, Dave. Absolute weapon, mate. I've got a big question to ask, fellas. It's the King Millennial Dribbler here. I want to ask a question about interchange players and interchange players specifically in grand finals. So we, we've seen some interesting things happen with interchange players in grand finals recently. Nico Hines, 2020, springs to mind immediately, not playing a single minute, becoming the first unused bench player in any grand final. But we've seen some inspired performances from interchange players in grand finals in the past. 2002, Chris Flannery springs to mind immediately. 2005, Bryce Gibbs, another fantastic performance from the bench player. And with the increasing importance of bench players in the six-again era, in the sin bin for a high tackle era, I just want to get your thoughts on whether it's physically possible at all for a bench player to win a Clive Churchill medal in an NRL grand final. No, it's, it's a simple question. Don't expect you to have a straightforward answer for it. But if you do, I'll be impressed. Boys, enjoy your night. Beers soon. Thanks. Um, can a bench player win Clive Churchill? Is that the question? That was the question. Yeah. yeah. Of course I can. If there's an early injury, you come on and play the fucking full 80 and rip, rip and tear. Of course you can. 
Ushkan. Um, yeah, I, I was, we were talking about that funnily enough. The Nico. If you can't be, if you, well, if you come in the 30th minute, you score seven tries, you win the game. Yeah. Probably get it. Yeah, you'll get it. Uh, I can't, like, if I was Nico Hines, I'd have been fucking furious with Craig. What was the score in last year's grand final? It was like, Was it over early? Or was it was, it close? No, it was no. over. But then the, the Panthers came back hard with, like, a few sort of in the dying stages yeah. and almost scored. Like, almost scored to, well, like, as but in was it, it I, Mate, again, my short-term over. memory is fucked. It, it was, felt I over. I can't remember the grand final. Dude, we were up, Storm were up, like, 26, uh, 22 nil at half That's time. right. That's and right. We won twenty six twenty. How do you be up twenty two nil and Nico doesn't get fucking ten? That's my point. That's my point. Like it's, I would feel robbed. I'd be like, get me on for the final minute. Yeah. Well, the final minute was where it was getting hairy. Though. Yeah. That that's was the true. Thing. I'd be going get on early in the second half yeah. or something. But and again, we yeah. had two yellow cards in that final play as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucking, that was, you know, I mean, look, they won the game, but still, you'd be feeling pretty robbed if you were Nicker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think that was all. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Punters, dribblers, just been listening to a few dribblers, dribbles and heard Nils over Nova Cassian ringing up and causing a bit of shit. Uh, just confirming it, that it, Nilso reach out, is it the same Nilso stand the fireman? that went on the Bali blind dates and got dumped on the first night for another bloke. Reach out. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that meant, and I'm going to move on from it because it was confusing. Yeah, too many Hi, this is the, uh, big... Hi, this is the uh, big voodoo dribbler uh, from Newcastle. I've got a few mutual friends around... Um, that know a, a guy that goes by the name of Dan the Fireman, aka Dale Ilso, who lost his he lost his L's in disgusting fashion, of course. And uh, what I've been hearing out of Newcastle at the moment is Dan the Fireman actually went on to a, a show called Bali Blind Dates and was dropped by the girl on the first night for another bloke. Um, if Dale could reach out and just let us know if that's true or not, if it's not, that's fine. But oh my god. Thanks, mate. I love Neil So. Can I just say that? I just, this man has got so many fucking yarns. So many yarns. He won 20K on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Look at Dior's face. Wait, I might might have found the video. (laughs) Get it up. It is. Holy shit. Get it up over here now. Shout out to So he just loves going on reality TV shows. Well, he's just trying to rip, you know. Love that. Has this got How sound? long does this go for? Yeah, it does. It was yeah. three minutes. We'll, we'll we're watching it. We're watching yeah. this fucking thing. So the sound is in there. Yeah. Oh my god! Hi guys, I'm Emma. I'm Little Miss. I get what I want. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm the future <laughs> fiery, and uh, I went on my one-on-one date today with uh, Little Miss. Get what I want. Um, so yeah, after meeting her yesterday, uh, we were the lucky ones who got the first one-on-one date today. Yeah, basically we got picked up uh, straight to uh, yeah where we're going for the yoga, and we. Went upstairs, got set, um, started ripping and tearing into a few um, few y- y- yoga moves. I was super, super nervous for that because like obviously I don't do yoga. I didn't know this what is... I was gonna look like up there, but then I met him and yeah, the vibes are real like chill and everything, so that made me feel a whole lot better. Yeah, he was in positions that was so funny. <laughs> and he was not dealing very well with it. Also. Yeah, trying to get in a couple, couple of bit of awkward positions and uh, the big fella after playing footy on the weekend, I, I, it's fair to say I struggled a fair bit. So um, yeah, 
probably formed worse than a one-arm sneaker player. To say I'm good at yoga is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful he was a fit guy because I, I had to like lean on his back and stuff. And you know, I'm not the thinnest girl in the world and like I'm quite thick myself. So I was just thinking, like the first thing I said when I was told yoga would be my date was like, oh my God, please tell me this guy is going to be big enough to lift me around. He was doing his deep breathing and like I was like coming down. <laughs> a bit uncomfortable because the big fellow, I'm the future fire, I'm 115 what the fuck kilos. Is this show? So, yeah, big boy, very they, big boy. They aren't really said it wasn't, it wasn't that, that heavy, so it's probably a good compliment. They did yeah. like this. Um, yeah. How do you know that I'm barley? Like I'm bringing out your yes. hips and stuff like that. And But then we swapped and I, Dan actually had to go into the butterfly position and I like put my legs on top of him. And like, I felt like my legs were in the air because he couldn't even bring them down. And it was just so funny for me. It was like He's a so real unflexible. zen, like nice zone, but I think he really struggled. I don't know, yoga's my thing. I don't know if I could do it again. Having a conversation with her about lunch, she, um, she was really stoked with the, with the yoga and that. So as long as she's happy, happy wife, happy life, I guess. So I was happy that Dan was able to do that. So it sort of made me look like, I don't know, really small and good. And yeah, it worked in my favor, really. <laughs> Okay, so from our couple's yoga, we were invited in to go like to a couple's bar. massage. Yeah, we got stripped down into our little robes. How does that not look like robes? And it not does. Oh, yeah. Big fella's robe couldn't get around his big gut. From there, we had like a foot spa and like there was lots of rubbing and just like calm music. And then we went in for the massage and we came out and like we were both just sitting in the room basically like wanting to go to sleep. It was really, really amazing. And then from there, we came out and we've just had lunch along the pool, which which is gorgeous. It's like a really beautiful day today in Bali. So yeah, we just caught up on combos. So me and Dan are really vibing. Like it's going really well at the moment. I'm really keen to see what the week brings. Like, yeah, I still think he's a hottie. I think um, I think we got the, probably the best one-on-one -on -one date, um, but it'd be good to see how the other the other couples going over the next few days. But um, one to ten, I'll give it um, give it nine nil size out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he oh, so we yeah, there must be a follow-up video. Or that was, I gotta say, the production value on that was appalling. That was disgraceful. <laughs> could we In terms of dating shows that you know could we get like a bit of polish? Braden to see if you can find the like just on your phone or some shit, if you can find Nilso getting dumped on Bali blind dates. It's um so it was run by like Hit FM, which is yeah, like Yeah, I could FM, tell Fox that colour looked like it. Yeah. He used to work for them, I think, did Neil so because we've got to get a fucking wriggle on with these dribbles. So why Should don't I just we keep going? You keep going, Braden, try and find Neil so getting dumped uh on Bali blind dates. And then if you do, just tap Dave on the shoulder and we'll fucking slip back into it. But let's move on with these dribbles. Shout out to Neil So though. Neil so a king in my eyes. We love Nilso. We love Nilso. Yeah. We always have. And he's the lippy dribbler on about even this week. Uh, so the results of that will come up uh, on this week's episode of how he did against us. So get, have a guess. Have a guess, though. You can have a guess. Hey, boys. Uh, just ringing to inquire whether Nilso the Novocastrian is the same Nilso that went on Bali blind dates under the alias uh, Dan the Fireman. Uh, if you boys could just clear that up for us, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, look, we, uh, we're, you, we're in the process, we're of, in clearing the process it of clearing that up. But our research suggesting yes at this point. Well, he definitely was on the show. Was he <laughs> dump date one? Yeah. Well, the first cut we got, it looked like it went pretty It looked swimmingly. like it was going well there. Yeah. So that actually is 
I feel bad for him even more now. It was going well. She was into him. I can't imagine how it's just fucking fallen off a cliff. Uh, let's move on, though. I'm sure there's going to be a few of these Neil So ones. I feel like there are some people there that have got word. Um, the next one's got four dribbles. Play the first one. You, you know what? Uh, Fuck them. No. Nah. Because they're all, like, really short as well. Nah. So. It'd be about Dan the Fireman. It'd probably be about Dan the Fireman. Yeah. G'day, fellas. Hey, Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's the uh, Red Bull dribbler. Um, just finished a six-pack of Red Bull. Uh, having a yarn with the bartender, Blake. He's got a hunters and dribblers hat on. Um, what I just say, in all honesty, he's a Roosters supporter, and obviously you got to go for the Broncos and in any any rugby league fixture. But his boss is wearing a Parramatta jersey, and I've been sitting here speaking to him about how Parramatta cannot win a premiership before the sun implodes. And Blake is now currently pouring Bundy rums for the for the boys. But can we just get a helpline out, like for, for bartenders out there that, that work for Parramatta bosses, like publicans that go for Parramatta? Because surely that's worse than any crime, any crime that could, could occur in humanity is working for a Parramatta supporter that pays your wages. Anyway, boys, be it soon. Um, have a good, good day. Fucking great podcast. Fuck Parramatta. Fuck the Roosters, even though I feel bad for him. He's got a Parramatta supporter as his boss. Go to Broncos. Uh, premiership soon. Beers never for Parramatta. Yeah, boys. What a sign-off. Um, look, sh- everything he said was sweet. Yep, fuck Parramatta, fuck that. I don't even know what he was really saying. But what it reminded me of was yesterday when we were at the pub and we're watching the game and then a dribbler rolls in in a punters and dribblers hat and we go, oh, nice hat, bruh. And he sort of fucking, I don't know whether he wigged it, but he didn't even come say g'day. I was like, I thought he would have come and fucking said g'day. He just sort of walked past. I don't know if he looked like, I don't know if he was a bit like, oh, fuck. I think he was just, mate, he could have been bounced. He's like, fuck that. Yeah, you know what? I it was a nod. It was an acknowledgement. It was certainly a nod. But and, he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. No disrespect to that, man. I was just more like, bro, if you see us, come say g'day. If you're rocking a P's and D's hat, yeah. we're fucking sitting there having scoos watching Manly. I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? No, I'm, I'm not saying the guy's a bad person. I'm saying no, I'm, no, I'm, if you find yourself in this situation in the future, punters and dribblers, come say g'day. Uh, hello, Tom, Eddie, <clears throat> Dior, um, the paralytic dribbler right here. Um, his brother and his brother. Paralytic uh, dribbler too. Uh, we just wanted to get your advice. Um, as fans of a DMC, what the fuck do we do? Uh, we watched last weekend, Corey Norman, 800k a year, fuck up two field goals and do fuck all. We watched Ben Hunt, week in, week out, a million a year. Like, just fucked. What are you, fucked. What are you meant what to do? We, what are we supposed to fucking do? Pay him more. Our team, fucking give out high shots every week. Resign them. Spend it every week. What are we supposed to do? We can't give up. We're even from the eastern suburbs. It's our birthright. Go for the dragon, and it's just disgusting. We watch every week. Roosters win every week. It's just awful. It's it's shit. What do we do, Tom, Eddie? Help us out. What are you meant to do? Thank you. Goodbye, man. Be be soon. Ciao. Well, you just got to stay. You got to stay the course. There's yeah. nothing you really can do. You can't be a turncoat like no. Dior because then you lose all credibility. Yeah. You just got to um, bunker down. You just got to bunker down. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Like, obviously, DMCs can win comps, 
because it's happened. It just doesn't happen very often. No. So and and like week to week, year to year, you just looked at as a bunch of fucking losers. So you got to get a thicker skin and just bunker down. Got to bunker down. You'll win a comp before the Eels. You'll win again. You're hundred percent. Like I don't know about West, but Dragons will win again for sure. Yeah. Dragons will win again. Dragons will win before West do. That I'm sure of. And both before Parramatta do. So there's hope at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. You just got to bunker down, take your licks. Yeah, you might get licked more than other people, but it is what it is. Yeah, exactly, man. Oh, and we go. Uh, boys, Red Goaty Sharks Dribbler here. First call. Love your work. <laughs> Mind you, uh, Sharks win tonight, 38 to 10. 38 to 10, might I say, 38 to 10. You probably missed it, both Eddie, Tommy, and D or Dave. Probably missed it based on uh, your third turbo throbber. He's going to debut straight after this game, so probably missed it. So he's in on that, but I want to throw a couple of things out there. Mulatalo, back today, passion through the veins. Throw it out there. Could versus Jake Trevojevic based on passion. Throw it out there. I think he's right up there. But question for the boys. Moylan johnson Haas tonight, smoked it. Is the Fitz run with this Haas? Do, does he run with Moylan and Johnson Haas? Just throw it out there. Boys, be here soon. Josh Hannay for Coach of the Year. Be here soon. Um, I don't know if it is, but that, I think it was Josh Hannay's first win against a fucking real coach. Not a caretaker coach. Really? Something like that. There's some stat around It was there. a good win. Fucking it was a good solid. win. Mm. No disrespect to Chad, but uh, the Tigers scored, uh, the Sharks scored some fucking points with uh, Johnson Moylan in the halves. Moylan ripped. Mm. Moylan was in open space fucking every play. Yeah. And you could see that he was still worried about a hamstring. It was like, yeah, he's lost a yard of pace. He was like in space and it was like not pin the ears back. It was like, I'm running fast, but yeah. I'm just waiting for a fucking... Yeah. Hamstring to pop or a support player to come in. I get that though. Titans, Once the hammy bro. goes, you're fucking. Oh yeah, you're fucking worried. But the Titans, bro, what a fucking disappointment. Yeah. They can score points, but they can't defend for shit. And Fafita goes missing when they're like down. Yeah, yeah. but they are a perennial disappointment. Mm. Shout out to the Sharks, though. I don't know if you guys saw this. Who had both Ronaldo and Pele in their team this week? Oh, really? Yeah, Ronaldo Mulatalo, and they had a dude debut off the bench, Franklin Pele. Like that. So there you go. Them. Like yeah. that. And shout out to Wade Graham for the most fucking blatant forward pass to get a penalty ever. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The, the guy got binned for it, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, was, uh, that was silly. Yeah. Um, that was a good omen, uh, Ronaldo and Pele. Should have known. Mm. Should have known. Shout out to Coffs Harbour International Stadium as well. <laughs> Great stadium. The be- on one of the best in New yeah. South Wales. How, how many more we got there, David? Um, there's... Probably just under 20. Okay, let's rip. Let's rip quick. Tom, Eddie, Eddie, Tom, Dior. The, the current dribbler of uh, Group 16 early retirement fame. Hmm. Just wanted to get your boy's opinion on maybe a Hello Sport slob has been comp. Where, you know, we pick our best 17. Uh, the captains go out before the game, maybe negotiate the half one. Um, you know, imagine if the Rabbitohs win. Drew Paxson has a huge night. We can't be trusting him. We've got to send, you know, our captain out there. You know, negotiate maybe 10 minute up. Close impact, quick, <laughs> short game. 10 minute up. Anyway, see what happens, I don't know. 
know. Um, I don't know that at all. Slobs yeah. versus has-beens. Yeah. Stones forever. There you go. And Negotiating the terms never. before the game Beer is stone. funny. Um, yeah, like I, I think it's a great idea. You could just play cricket, save all dramas. 2020, you can do it pissed, hungover. I don't know how you go out there on a Sunday for that long. Mate, it's good fun. It's good fun. That's how. I'm also like just terrified of playing footy again in terms of injury. Like I'm too old to be injured. Yeah. I mean, I get injured all the time playing cricket. So imagine if I was playing fucking a contact, a contact sport. sport. Yeah. Like I've pulled both my quads. I've done my back uh, and my glutes. I got hit in the nuts so bad that I had to go home and literally have a fucking ice pack on my balls like – any concern about me not being able to still have children was uh, erased earlier this year, so that's all good. Good to know that there was no long-term damage. So playing fucking contact sport is off the cards for me, fair to say. But uh, I'll do a I'll do a slobs v has-beens cricket. Nice. Negotiate the terms there. You said you're coming down to thick ropes when it all kicks off again, so we'll get you. Said I might. You said you would. We'll get you back up and about. Sunday morning, the likelihood of Eddie turning up. I know, his hand-eye coordination's already fucked. Imagine if he was hungover. Wouldn't be any point. You'd look like a blind guy in the outfield. It'd be like Josh Schuster trying to catch balls. Except he can do it because he's got vibes. Fuck my fucking nuts. Sincerely from Dale Ilso, Michael Pride, and Outback Zach of Edmund Jonah's birthday fame. Fuck you, Manly. Fair call. Lick one. Mm-hmm. Lick one. We've we have reached the licks. We have. Up the night. Manly never. Yep. They're usually short like yeah, that. That's, yeah. yeah, licks are nice. It's nice. Hamish, Andy, Tackling Jack, Fano here, just touching base to talk about a famous Newcastle win. Mm-hmm. Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle. Up the night. Be you soon. Mm. Yep. Thank you. Let them come. Let them come. How you going, boys? It's uh, Sunday. Rumbo dribbler here. Had a couple. Not here to fight. Just here to, uh, as a historian, historian talking about the famous Knights victory against the old enemy. Eagles suck. Knights undefeated asterisk season continues. Looks like you're playing a turbo, boys. Thank you. Eddie, how are you feeling? I'm all right. I'm all right. Join the licks. Ben Cummins is a balding cock. Yes, yes. There we go. One back for the fucking, for the Eagles. Fuck Ben Cummins with the greatest respect. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it's the horny night dribbler here. Just wanted to ring up after a famous victory to the night and just just discuss that it is once again another choke by the Manly Seagulls up against the night. Same thing happened in the 97 grand final. He's went in after winning 10 straight games against the Knights and it got to the nitty and gritty and you couldn't stand up to it. Turbo Tom went missing. Jason Saab did not much after early start early start of the match and he's just overall choked. Nine nil penalty count. Out muscled you. Too bad. See you later. I will say this and the fucking rhetoric around fucking Tommy Turbo. The guy comes back and has one of the most biblical fucking runs over seven games where, like, people are going, we haven't seen numbers like this. And then fucking dribblers go, like, he's gone missing. Or, like, oh, you fucking turbo. You're like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what comes with being great. 
people expect you to be great all the all time. All the time. And as soon as you don't have like fucking biblical numbers games, and I mean, you know, he got completely fucking... How can you when your team doesn't have the ball or when you're fucking getting penalised out the dick hole and you're not getting a rub of the green? Manly was flat yesterday, we know that. We were flat, dude. But that's fine. That's okay. We'll win the comp. We can have a flat game, one in, you know, one in ten flat games until the end of the season. Yeah. And then in the season we just rip. As long as you rip post-season, doesn't matter really. Yeah, exactly. It's got to get there. Yep. <laughs> I think that was Nilso of Bali Date fame. Um, shout out, Nilso. That was a good licking. <laughs> that was a good licking. You cast for the best team in the hunter. <laughs> anyway. Get a fucking dog up, you manly. You fucking deserve it. Fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. You got to take your licks, Eddie. Always said it. I'll always say it. Lick Gents, me. how are we doing? It's the lick me, baby. playing Call of Duty. Well, under my thirties, dribbler. <laughs> uh, quick lick for the lost boys. Get that India. Thank you. But uh, my main call, the question I wanted to ask: Who is a player who you probably shouldn't like, but you can't help but like them? As a Queenslander, always a fan of uh, Bradley Clyde, Luke Rickardson, the great Beaver Menzies. Uh, yeah, love to hear your thoughts on players you shouldn't have liked but couldn't help but like. That's a good question, actually. I mean, like... I like heaps of players that, like, on paper I shouldn't like. Yeah, but, like, I guess from, like, an origin perspective, if you want to use that, like, Cam Munster. But I... Like, it's hard. How can you not like Cam I loved Munster? Thurston. I loved Inglis. I loved, I loved Inglis. Lara, I loved Lockyer. I loved Inglis. I loved Lockyer. I'd say Inglis and Lockyer are my two where I was like, fuck, I love them. I did love Thurston. Big, big fan. I liked Thurston. I didn't love him. Like, he was good, but I didn't love him. I did. I did. I loved I'm happy to say, I'll put my hand up in a minute. So I no love Lockyer and GI. GI is just, it was hard not to fucking love GI. It was like, you're so good and you are pumping the fuck out of us game after game mm. after game. Can you also save that Neil So uh, roasting? Mm. That was fucking funny. Um, I like, there's players I like that I, you know. But that's a bit different. Yeah, exactly. And I think in a, I like a lot of players. Yeah, same. And I a lot of teams. I like a lot of players and a lot of teams. I think the only way you can really work it is in an origin sense where it's like you hate the opposition, but you still like some of the players. Yeah. Because in like week to week, like I'm a manly fan, but I fucking I fuck with heaps of players in other teams. Mm. Yeah. I think from an origin perspective, that's how you do it. Yeah. Hi boys, it's um, it's Fiji Dribbler here. Uh, Bullet, baby. We had um, Indigenous round. 
uh, Reconciliation Week this week. Um, and in the spirit of that, just wanted to see uh, who you boys thought, um, who you boys think is the most underrated uh, Indigenous player um, in the NRL at the moment, or yeah, even just recently. Uh, if that if that bad out recently, but um, yeah, just like to hear your thoughts about that. Um, also, condolences on the uh, on the manly on the manly loss. Thank this you week. so much. Uh, sure, the boys will bounce back next week. Um, all right. That was a respectful licking. Underrated. Brian Kelly, Titans. Yeah. Mm. Tyron Peachy. Tyron Peachy. Well, he's Mm. played for Australia and New South Wales. Yeah, but like of lately, he's like not rated. Yeah. I think Brian Kelly is a fucking weapon. Mm. Plays hard every week. Can do some fucking shit as well. He's got some like he's got some footwork and some ball skills. Like there was one, he, he does a couple of those tries. He's done a couple of those tries where it's like not in much space. Bit of footwork, fucking wigs out the defense, flick pass, or just like getting around him. I think Brian Kelly would be for me the most underrated Indigenous player, and I'm sure there's more um, that just don't fucking immediately jump out. Is Corey Thompson Indigenous? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Corey Thompson's good. Cade Cust, Indigenous. Mm. Nico Hines, also Indigenous. Nico Hines. He's getting pretty fucking rated, though. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's underrated. But yeah. I didn't know he was Indigenous until, like, this week, though. Mm. Um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Also, on Indigenous round, we didn't mention this, but what did you guys make of that The Baker Boy song with the fox? I thought it was sick. It was fucking mad. I, I thought it was it. fucking cool. I didn't yeah. see it. Baker Boy's, like, uh, Indigenous round mu- uh, song for... Indigenous round. Yeah, uh, like the promo they The did. promo they did. And yeah. it was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. It wasn't like, just trying to remember, because I, whenever I was watching it, I had a couple of beers. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly. But it wasn't like it was saying like, this is Indigenous round. Like, I feel like it was a song that could be used, right? Like, yeah, I think it was a song of hit. Like, you released it as a single before Indigenous round. Oh. Yeah. But what is it? But it's about footy, isn't it? Not really. Not ah, specifically. See, I can't really remember. But the the song itself was cool though. I remember watching it and hearing it and Baker Boy, I was like, fuck, this is a cool song. Yeah. And the video with all the like uh, indigenous boys like fucking dancing and shit. Mm. That was fucking cool, Dave. Good memory. Yeah. Yeah, that was, no, that was released in 2019 as a standalone single. Really? And then they used it, yeah. Mate, that works. Yeah. It works. I don't think, you know, Baker Boy was 2019 Young Australian of the Year. Didn't know that either. Good on him. Shout out to Baker Boy. Yeah. Let's move on. <clears throat> Sucks to suck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sucks to suck. Mm. Sure. Got to suck to know how that feels though, don't you? Yeah. Don't maybe, uh, don't maybe Tom, point out the ladder. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers, happy birthday, Dior. Um, boys, I just wanted to... Fucking <laughs> um, dying out on that, aren't you, mate? Possibly giving him... And back to um, Ilso after the, the famous win tonight. Ilso no. and Overcastrian. Maybe um, he might deserve the win back. No, he doesn't. Um, Follow-up question. What are your thoughts on a Macca's chips? You ever know, like, how many is the difference between a medium Macca's chips and a large Macca's chips? My estimation is possibly about 10 chips. Um, or if you want to get the price difference for those ten chips, I'd uh, I'd like to know your thoughts. Anyway, right. boys, thanks a lot. Depends yeah. how they fill them. Listen, firstly, 
I've never thought about it. Secondly, that's one of the that's up there is one of the strangest questions we've ever been asked, <laughs> but I respect it. It's like one of my favorite questions we've ever been asked. I saw a video on the internet where someone poured a small chips into the medium packet and they looked the same and then they poured the medium into the large and they looked the same. But I, they looked – but I was like, if you fill them to a healthy amount, which they hadn't done. But like wow. like sometimes you get a large chips, which is absolutely a healthy small. Because yes, they just yeah. haven't – they haven't whacked it. They, they haven't, haven't filled it properly. But there is something going on with the design of those – packaging that throws that just makes it look bigger it's like more grand but it's not necessarily wow so, so someone, but it's bigger but not yeah bigger. yeah someone in the uk went out and tested it and they found large uh they measured it by grams and chips so large gets you at one shop it got you 86 fries at the other shop it got you 100 so Me- medium difference. got you 73 fries or 68 at the other shop small was 42 and 58 okay so there is some variance there, some natural deviation. Mm, mm, um, yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. But I mean, I don't, I've never come away from a Macca's meal thinking too often. You ha- it probably happens every, like once in a blue moon, but very rarely are you gypped on chips from Macca's, I think. Mm. The, the, the large drink is also bigger, definitely. Oh, fucking oh. So that's like, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's again, the, the post-mix fucking, those drinks, it's like cost you like a cent. Mm. And they sell them for three bucks. Mm. Even more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New Dribbler. Morning, Ed. Tom, Dior. My name's Brett Bunker. They call me the Bunker. Nothing to do with rugby league. I love rugby league. I'm a Raiders slash Panthers slash South fan. Mm-hmm. I've got an issue. Want to go to restaurants, footy, pubs public places, you know the toilets, ambient, male, female, unisex, it gets confusing. There's people waiting outside. I understand the green and the red, but it fucks me. Sorry, you'd have to beat that swear out. Um, People stand next to you, maybe on crutches, maybe can't move, kids, females, it's just weird. I've got the basketball, everyone's standing outside, not sure to open it. The unisex. So I just said, look, just open the door, mate. So he opens it, and then I went in, not with him, because I'm just not sure about the toilet. Anyway, that's enough dribble. Rabbits for the grand final 2021, it's going to happen. Love yous. What is, uh, I think, what? You got a second? Yeah, it's only 15 seconds. Is he asking how let's do you approach like, unisex? I th- maybe. Let's just, let's just. You line up until it's your turn, and then you go in. That makes perfect sense. Second drill, sorry. Shout out to Big Sack in Darwin. They put me on to you guys. I denied it for six months, and now I love you. There Good you shit. go. I'm living in the Apple Isle. Take care. Thank okay. you, bro. Okay, shout out to Big Sack and whoever passed it on. Um, shout out to Bunker. I hope I've answered your question. Yeah, so Bunker, if if you go into a, a unisex toilet and you're wondering what do I do, you wait until someone's finished doing whatever they need to do, then you go in and use it. Or if you're not sure, try and knock. Mm. Knock on the don't, door. Don't if push it's, the door first. If it's green. If it's, if it's green, red, assume. Mm. Assume someone's in there. But if it's been 10 minutes, you're like, all right, either this person's taking the piss. Or they're dead. Or there's no one in there. Or there's no one in there. Which that's the worst when you wait in a toilet for ages and you realise there's no one there and you're so like, fucking fuck annoying. Me. I may as well just crap my pants in my bloody Hello Sport 
bounced out trackies and let it collect at the ankle and then shake it out later. Yeah, I mean, you'd be smarter to do so. It's Tom. a smarter option. It's a smarter option. Eddie, that's us for this week, my brother. That's us. As we said at the start, link in the bio for the tickets to the Origin show. Yep. 9th of June, Bellevue Hotel in Paddington. We've got an area. We've got the whole upstairs area to ourselves. We're going to rip. We're going to tear. And we're going to fucking watch New South Wales pump those Queensland pricks. The bounce out trackies that you see us wearing now will be available uh, in the next sort of 7 to 12, 13, 14 days. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Thank you to all our sponsors. But, Eddie, I think that's us this week. That's us, bro. Laters. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>